Welcome, newcomers. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're gonna hear about it. Welcome to the 2019 NPR Annual Holiday Show. Ugh. Owen, yes. here we, here <laughs> we are. Oh, this is my favorite show of the year because we can just be total assholes. You're right. In the whole show, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Unlike the rest um, of the year, I'm, 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 I'm here and I've not been coerced or threatened to make sure that I'm on time. So, <laughs> Correct. God, but good to be here. <laughs> yes. Um, this is our last show of 2019. Holy shit. <laughs> and it will mark the end of the eighth year of NPR as we go into season number nine, Owen. Nine. You know, you know, the next next year when we do this next year and it's our ninth season and we end it, it's got to be absolutely bonkers because yes, then we will be in the 10th season and we'll and we'll have double digits and uh, we'll have been on air for 10 fucking years. Wait, here's the thing. Owen. Yeah. We only have four years of NPR on iTunes because they ran out of room for us, and that's stupid. And some ready for this shit. Most of the reptile podcasters have of the whole time they've been doing it. Uh, so our back catalog has been deleted. Took it away. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we must go to uh, Blog Talk in order to um, listen. Also, if you are wondering about a an episode or a content, just Google NPR and then whatever you're looking for. It usually does pull 
and search the archive archive if you're mm-hmm. looking for a certain guest or a certain topic you can pull it up there um i would really love that this year we figure out how to get the entire archive in some sort of downloadable place where you can just buy it or get it buy and it. um i know buy it buy it buy for it. only 19.99 you can money. for three easy payments of 9.95.98 um you can give us money and we will give you the shit we gave you for free but you forgot about it <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, that stuff's outdated. That's a yeah. 2011. Man. Do you really want the people really that are listening weren't even first born? Episodes like they're not good. They're yeah. really no. You need to have them like digitally remastered, like a Disney thing, and then every I, couple of years we can be like coming out of the NPR vault. It's episode four. <laughs> but the good thing is, is that the new uh, age of podcasters in the reptile world, like our good friends Riley and Andy. I listened to their first episode, and it's on point. First of all, opening guitar music, awesome. Did, I always love that. Did you play that. the guitar that, music? I mean, is that, is that what we're talking about? No, I don't uh, know who it was or what it was, but it was, it was good. I liked it. Uh, enthusiasm was on point. See, that and, you know how to get you. Play guitar they, they music, were, talk about IJs, and go passion, passion, passion. And Eric's like, yes. I would like to subscribe. <laughs> I sucked in from the beginning. Yeah, it's okay. This is the new podcast called the Reptile Room Podcast, which will be airing in January. January. And, and Riley and Andy are here tonight yep. uh, to talk to us about it, right? In the beginning of January. Is that right, fellas? Welcome to NPR. How you doing? Have good, a drink, good, good. Riley. Yeah, thanks for Riley, you've been on. You've been on several times. Hey, man. Doesn't matter. Yeah, let, let, let's yeah. let Andy take. Yeah, Andy can one. bask in the light. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> lord! There we go. What's going on, fellas? How are you? Yeah, we're planning on January first. We're gonna we're gonna publish the first episode. Um, nice. Pretty early in the morning and get it out there. And um, but before all that promotional stuff, man, it's. Uh, it's seriously a pleasure to be on on the air with you guys and hearing your voices and talking with you guys. I really appreciate this time. Um, you guys have been you guys have been doing it for a long time, and and <laughs> we're starting our season one when you're starting your season nine. So that's pretty exciting. Um, so yeah, thank man. you. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I was telling Riley, I don't know why we've never had you on the show. Yeah, what's I don't understand. Why I've won't been Eric slacking? I, I, I don't. I, He's it's probably because of this, you know. I, w- I, I was listening care. to you guys on THP, mm. and Andy, you seem like the kind of guy. It's like me as of late, where you kind of like lay low on social media for a while, right? Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I don't. Uh, I try not to get out there too much. For a while, I felt like that was the only way to get connected with people, and I was probably in a way too many groups than I probably should have been trying to keep up with too many people, and right. found myself pretty miserable trying to keep people happy or myself happy in that way and said, you know, I think I'm just going to delete as many as I possibly can and um, focus, focus in more on the, on the groups and species that I really actually keep and, and love. And uh, more often than not, people annoy the shit out of me. So <laughs> <laughs> it sounds about right. Yeah. Yes. I think we would agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go on. And I'm sure I annoy people like crazy, so it's better if I stay offline anyway so that I don't annoy people. <laughs> exactly. Dude, there's got to be people that hate my freaking guts out there. Oh, actually, I know they are out there. Hi. <laughs> Hello, people. Hi. I've, how are you? I've missed you. Um, we haven't spoken in a while, but I'm glad you're still listening and hating every time I talk. Thank you. Anyway. It's a true story. Mm-hmm. 
Owen does have uh, some, uh, some. They listen some for he- Eric. Some heavy haters. All they do is listen for Eric, and then they just like curse every time I talk. It's okay. Thank you for Dude. downloading. So, yeah. <laughs> dear, dear, dear. Yeah. Well, I don't know what I'm bringing to the table, but. Um... I'll look forward to those people that do it with me then. Yeah, it's, it's always <laughs> fun. Me and you can be in an elite club, Owen. I love it. It's great. It's, um, it, there are several. There's several people in that club. It's the I hate you because you're better than me club, and I'm just going to bash you online. Uh, talk to Nick. He knows all about it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've already th- several drinks in, so we're just going to let it all out. You now. jumped ahead to the air of grievances. We'll this back. is <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. What That's is? later on. Later I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all about the buildup. Cut out this. We've only been doing this for eight years. Actually, actually edit this part. Don't actually just throw it online without touching it. Okay. (laughs) Yo, wait. Hold on. What? (laughs) I have to. uh, I have to. No, we're not allowed to. Officially, we're not allowed. No, no, no. I have to officially announce um, that the weirdest thing happened. Right. So, (laughs) I go and I edit the episode. As I always do, I download it back as an MP3 file. I upload it to Blog Talk, and somehow, I have no idea how, mm. right? Because this is the weird thing. I go back and I look at the MP3 file that's on my um, computer, yeah. and it's the edited one. <laughs> but somehow, the unedited version uh. was the one that got uploaded to Blog Talk. I say horrible things in the pre-show <laughs> and post-show. <laughs> That should never be heard by anybody else's human ears but Eric Burke, okay? So there are several things that I say that should not go out to places. And if people are like, oh, it's because he was trash-talking the podcast. No, no, no. I wanted them to hear that. I need them to hear that. They know this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Everybody thought it was because you no. were talking about from Joe. the ground up. No, you no. wanted that. They know. <laughs> they know, and I wanted them to hear that. I'll tell them Chris- their Crystal face. Pepsi, right? Crystal Pepsi? Crystal. Is that what we decided? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and because uh, Andy's with me, we're Fanta. You're, you're, oh, God. Uh, it's, it's orange and refreshing every once in a while. So, yeah. I, I don't know if you know the story behind that, Andy, but the other night, uh, towards the end of the show, me and Owen were uh, We usually get we're funny. Talking, <laughs> and uh, I was saying about how, you know, um, uh, you know, getting a little like, uh, you know, just being a little bit of a poke in the bear type of thing. And I was like, well, you know. Everybody tries to copy the original, you know, like the Northeast Carpet Fest. And everybody Coke. tries Everyone to copy wants that. Classic Coke or classic. And everybody Pepsi. tries, yeah. yeah. And everybody tries to copy the podcast, and like, but you only have one original Coke. Like, you can't make Coke any better than it is. Or Pepsi. They've tried and failed. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I called from so, the ground up Crystal Pepsi, and um, <laughs> now the next time I see them, which I was going to well, call, well, I was going to well. call Joe today because I was going to see if we wanted to split a table for the next Oak show. <laughs> <laughs> that should be excellent. If he says yes, I'm going to bring a cooler of Crystal Pepsi and just leave it there. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Put it right uh, in yeah. between, right in between listen, your displays. Listen, yeah. if if I razz on you, it's because I like you. If I don't mention you at all on the podcast, I hate your guts. So that's, that's right. how it yeah. works. Okay. Yeah. So it's fine. 
I mean, we're the old guys of this thing, you know, so (laughs) we're allowed to be the grumpy guys and, you know, like the Muppets up in the uh, the balcony. I want to sit there and yell at the bear as he makes horrible (laughs) jokes. Like, that's all I want. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, It's the best, dude. (laughs) We got way off track. Me and Owen are the old guys. That's all. Yeah. Riley and Eric are the young guys. Which is weird no. because Eric's like You 80. got that backwards. No, <laughs> I'm more your age. Uh, I think I'm five. I'm 45. So Eric's got these, a soft beat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I got I'm Eric. the old guy. I got Eric, Eric has those, um, I got Eric one of those steady canes that stands up when he when he leaves it, <laughs> so that he can actually continue cleaning his room, and his cane will just stay there. <laughs> No, you know what? I've I, I've upgraded to the you know those little walkers with the tennis balls oh, on the nice. bottom. Oh, nice! So the, those are the best. So, I yeah, mean, man. So I can like put a little little board on yeah. top of the the thing, and I can clean the cage and the tub and put it back. And I can't you know, wait. For it you works to be, out really well. Wait for you to be like Viper Keeper and cleaning snakes in a rascal's cutter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, you're dropping names tonight. Oh, feisty! I love it. I like it. <laughs> Oh, I love the holiday I'm, show. I'm, it's so great. It's, it's the holiday show because then I can take a break from social media and the podcast for two weeks and hide. So it's yes. When everything Every, comes everybody out. will forget within 48 hours. Exactly. It'll be gone. Yes. I just need to turn off the notification on the <laughs> Yes. Shot fired. Run away. away. Oh, exactly. That's what I do. It's more of the lob the grenade into the room, close the door, and run. So yeah, it's fine. Fair enough. So. Let's let's backtrack for a second. Yeah, we got to talk back about on, Let's focus here. Yeah, fo- um, Riley talked a little bit about it when he helped me out with the. Did you see? Did you, Riley? Did you happen to hear the part where I was talking about where I kept asking you, "Do you got a question, Riley?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got him on the spot. <laughs> Do you got a question, so- Riley? Because you would make like this noise, and it's like it's just in my head. I was, I'm telling Owen, I'm like, Owen, I'm just so used to like these little noises you make, and I'm like, oh, he must have a question. So I stop, and then you didn't say anything. So I'm like, oh, maybe Riley doesn't have a question. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just feel like muting and unmuting myself because I had like a cough that day, and so I kept muting myself. And right. so I wonder if like you just like in that little subtle change, like you could pick up some sort of noise, or maybe it was. You know, maybe just like a, a very small noise I make, but like I was so focused on not screwing up that episode and like interrupting <laughs> yes, yes. you or Daniel or anything <laughs> that like I froze on the spot and I didn't say it <laughs> twice. It was just like, uh. Well, <laughs> what's funny, what's funny is oh, that God. people didn't realize that there's there's a lot of growing pains that kind of come with a podcast because you got to try to talk without stepping on each other's toes. You got to try yes. to figure out how each other's humor and sense of humor because if you just kind of say a joke and then no one laughs at you, you look like an idiot. <laughs> so, like, so you kind of kind of get that stuff. So what people don't realize is that um, in the first couple episodes that or first couple seasons, Eric and I had these massive text windows back and forth to each other. Like, yeah, just, we would just be typing furiously as the guest is talking, being like, okay, ask him this next, and then I will follow <laughs> up with this, and then we will pause for joke, and yeah. then we will do this. And it's like, okay. <laughs> like, it went, it was, and in, in the outlines that Eric put out every every week was just in-depth, huge, and I used to just go off script every once in a while, and I could hear him typing as I was going off script. And I'm like, he's what mad. are you doing? He's mad. Yeah, I know he's mad. <laughs> 
it's it's one of those uh, things where you got to just get into it. And it was like I think it was season three. There was one guest coming on, and I'm like, oh, where's the outline? And Eric's like, we're just gonna wing it. And I'm like, oh, oh, really? We're at that <laughs> point now. <laughs> he said, screw it. And yeah, yeah eventually, it's like we get to the point where there aren't that many outlines put out unless there's like a big guest coming on or we want to make sure we hit a couple things because we just kind of let it go and it's good that way so i mean you guys are just starting out so i mean you're starting with that kind of stuff so you are going to have some of those growing pains but you'll get over yeah but listening to their first episode which we i got to listen to ahead of time it's way smoother than what we did of course it reminds remember we did it like underwater like you know with tinfoil hats on attempting to try to make a radio program it's like yeah that was back in 2011 oh and yeah yeah so like i said you have to remember we've had collectively that many years to listen and what not to do exactly yeah. <laughs> you said it you said it yeah. dude I, I know are you kidding me yeah like yeah. there are several shows where i'm like wish i could have had that one back it's like there's, there's, <laughs> and there's several questions where or there's several things where i say it and then no one responds and i'm like yep i sound like an asshole like that's fine <laughs> you're like damn it damn it <laughs> thought that one was gonna land but anyway it's like yeah whatever it move on Right. So yeah. it, you'll get there, you'll get the flow, you'll get it going. And if you guys are already starting out really good, that's awesome because you can only go up from here or crash and burn and have a fiery pillory inferno that was your podcast. But either way, <laughs> it'll be interesting. So, yeah. I mean, we'll so, at least nail the entertainment part of uh, Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody, everybody loves a show that's going horribly off the rails. Case in point, yeah. this show Right. Every week it's a train ride. <laughs> so what it what do you guys what do you what, tell us like what is the podcast about? Like what what are you hoping to what's your goal? What's your what are you what are you going to bring to the community with uh with the podcast? Or what do you hope to bring? What is it how is it different from ours? Tell us how <laughs> you're going to not encroach on our territory. Ouch, he's Wait, that. I was I actually it. hoping to copy this show for our next one. Oh. Wait, you mean we're not supposed to do that? I mean, you could. <laughs> yeah. You... <laughs> Riley, you take this one, but uh, The Hydrox to our Oreos. That's fine. It's good. You know. The Hydrox? <laughs> you don't have Hydrox? That's an East Coast thing. Bro. Oh, Hydrox. dude. It's, it's the... It's cheap Oreo cheap cookies. Cheap-ass Oreo cookies. Nice. <laughs> the generic yeah. brand Oreo cookie. Anyway. Correct. Hey, can't beat that. Um, yeah, so the the whole point of the show um, and, like, wanting to do one and, and not end up doing the exact same thing was that um, I do a lot of, like, you know, kind of focused projects and things that I've kind of picked up for a while, and Andy uh, has been keeping a whole different side of species and variations that I don't keep and work with. And then every time I talk to him, he's encountering different like scenarios and situations with his living situation, his wife and kids, priorities, totally different from mine, where I just have my job, uh, girlfriend collection, family obligations, things like that. But like, I don't have, you know, kids or anything like that. And I don't know. It's just his perspective on keeping in a collection and life is just so different yet. So like homegrown and relatable, you know, mm-hmm. 
we always talk about uh, like selling in selling practices. We need to not just sell to the other breeders because we're like five percent of the the reptile keeping population. There's the other ninety five percent of reptile keepers out there that have you know just a handful of snakes or lizards or whatever and they're the majority so like we need to also appeal to them and give them what they you know could benefit from whether it be animals or information or content and um i think you know just having andy's perspective and life situation um will really add something relatable to that other 95 percent of people you know i think a lot of folks will see a lot in common i, I can't tell you how many people i've met over the years that have wife kids you know you know, all these different things that are just completely different scenarios for me. I, I still just feel like, you know, I'm a young adult not even figuring my shit out right now. I'm just working at the zoo <laughs> and keeping some snakes in a room. You know, it's just it just doesn't feel as like set as a lot of other people. And um, I don't know. I think our we just have two totally different perspectives. And Andy can bring a lot of uh, a homegrown sort of approach to it that. Yeah, I think we'll just really shine through. Um, you know, he's got to like, he's got to get me to shut up a few times in order to do that. But <laughs> I can relate. I, I can relate I, to that. Eric just does not <laughs> stop talking. Well, you know, well, yeah. I, can... I think I think for me on 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 my end to be able to answer that question, it's it's funny that that Riley mentions me and my perspective on life and keeping in general. Um, I mean, you alluded to it, Eric. You know, I keep to the shadows for the most part on social media. I don't quite put myself out there and um, for the most part definitely an introvert and have a hard time connecting with people. And uh, when I'm able to talk reptiles with somebody, you know, we're able to geek out together and, and, and form a friendship. Or even if we don't really get to know each other, we get to know our, our animals just through conversation in that way. And uh, being able to have somebody like Riley that, that – approaches keeping in a, in a different way because of the experience through zookeeping from the experience of uh, definitely taking it to another level in terms of geeking out on um, the scientific approach of keeping. You know, I that's how Riley and I kind of hit it off when we first met um, a few years ago. And just knowing that knowledge and being able to take that in, I've always attempted to have some sort of pride in knowing where I'm ignorant. And if I'm ignorant in something, it's an opportunity to learn. And whether it's from somebody young or from somebody old, it really shouldn't matter if you can get yourself to that level of humility to say, hey, he has something to learn. Uh, he has something to teach me and for me to learn. Uh, and I think that that's where that the show, our focus is really going to be a lot of, you know, obviously we're friends. And so that's going to come out naturally through the show. At least that's our hope. But then also having both of our experiences, whether it's with a species that we're both familiar with, or if it's with a guest uh, or some research that we've done and we're doing a show on a particular species and being able to, to say, hey, look, you know, this is a, this is a great opportunity for somebody that's keeping an animal or to be honest and put out really 100% truth out there to say, hey, you know, this is not a good animal to keep, and here's why, because this belongs in either a facility or this belongs in in somebody's, you know, collection that has the time or the means to do it. Maybe not an everyday keeper like myself with a family and, you know, limited time or resources, 
maybe it's not a good idea to do that. Um, so I think just bringing that honesty and the truth that, you know, our, our, I think our hobby has a tendency to shy away from the truth because we, we want to protect people's feelings and, and you know, um, be sensitive. Sometimes we're just a little too, uh, too eager to be positive in that way. I know that probably sounds bad, but um, instead of being honest with somebody and saying, you know, this is probably not a good situation for the animal. You're, you know, you're, you're causing it harm, or you're potentially going to be running into a train wreck here real soon. Um, here are some words of wisdom. Hopefully, you can take them. Um, but presenting a lot of that information, I think, in the podcast, I think, is going to be a really good thing for both of us. And um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think the, uh, I, you know, you made me think of something, and me and Rob have talked about this quite a bit. It's like, you know, certain species suck. They suck. Yeah, yes, they do. They're and, horrible and, creatures. <laughs> and, and a lot of people will say, like, why aren't these more popular? They'll, they'll be beautiful animals. You know what I mean? And, and, and a yeah. lot of people will say, well, why aren't these popular in a hobby? And you'll hear a lot of people, including myself at times, have said things like, well, nobody cares and nobody wanted to bother. And it was all because they wanted to be involved with morphs and all this kind of stuff. But the reality is, is that they're not popular because they suck. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they suck. Yeah, yeah. Some, <laughs> some animals definitely suck. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. You know, and you have to really have a passion for that animal and you'll get you'll you'll be able to overlook the suckiness of that species. And, you know, like we, you were talking about rosy boas on your yeah, show. Bite, I don't want to give away anything. Boas, they can definitely yeah. suck. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> Beautiful. I mean, I'm a, I'm a sucker for stripes and like Rob gave yeah. me one as a, as a, you know, as a, to try them out. And I was just like, no, nah, this is ridiculous, man. This is just, uh, <laughs> just no, no good. Yeah. No, no. Done. Yeah. No. <laughs> Everybody has their break. I, I love them. I love them, and I like trying to put them into more people's collection. It's 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 having to deal with the customers, t- you know, contacting me afterwards, going, yeah. So, are they ever going to stop biting? Like, yeah, sure, they'll stop biting. <laughs> yeah, but eventually, I- maybe when they're dead. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> and it's a, it's weird because it's a different kind of bite. It's a different kind of bite. Like, you know, Morelia is notorious for being, um, you know, uh, food response. Uh, type of bites, you know what right, I mean, and, yeah. and this kind of thing, and and you know, I guess I'm just used to that because I really like Morelia, so to me it doesn't bother me. But when it's a species that I'm not necessarily as excited about, it sucks. Wait, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it sucks. Wait, 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 wait. You're into Morelia? No. This is news to me. I've never heard of this. Thank you God. Have to wait. Thank God we crossed that bridge now during the holiday show. <laughs> yeah, That's correct. Nine, eight years eight in. Eight years in. Um, I mean, I did not know. But anyway, yeah. it, I get that, which is why there's like, we always say like to, if you're interested in an animal, research it and then try it. But then don't be pissed off if you have it for like a month and a half and like, I hate this thing. Like, it's okay. Because you aren't going to know until you try because you get it and you're like, this thing's cool. And then after like three weeks, you're like, it shits up the walls. And like, I, yeah. nope. and it's yeah. like concrete. Like, this is annoying. Like, that's fine. It's okay to have that. That might not be your niche animal. and But you can say you tried. And you can say you did yeah. it. And then you can move on and try to find something else that might click in there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I think with uh, That's a great approach. the diverse uh, like species and group that Andy has, because he's got colubrids and a monitor just like I do, but, 
you know, a lot of different species that I don't work with or haven't ever worked with. And I've got some that he hasn't ever worked with. And then we've got some overlap with Morelia and a few other things. But then he's got like dark frogs and, you know, cool stuff like that. And then I've worked nice. with a variety of species at work too. So my ultimate hope is to not just be like, um, not just be a snake focused um, podcast, even though that is definitely, you know, my strong suit. And uh, I think Andy would probably agree. But I want to also get into like stuff about, um, you know, the, the rodent side of, uh, the hobby and feeders and like some of the ethical questions about like breeding snakes to feed to other snakes mm -hmm. and, um, just different things like that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, that hurts my feelings. Stop. What? Like Andy just Andy just drove off the road. Apparently, you know, that's like, dude. That's, was that a train? That, that was the, <laughs> is the train back? I mean, back. is that happening? I thought we were I thought we were only talking about ball pythons on our podcast, dude. Come on, get out, uh, get out now. Uh, wait, Dump hold on, stop, 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 stop. Yeah, stop. Come into our to house, air. our we, house. We, we have to air. One of Nipper Reed's grievances. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, uh oh. It, it is Python Regis, aka Royal Python. Royal Pythons. You know yeah. what? I call them Royals too. Damn it, Nipper. It yeah, it, you're right. Calling it a Royal makes no it feel fucking better. balls anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we Nipper's, Nipper's right, man. I do call them Royals more often than not. Damn, these Americans Nipper bullshit. I train wrecked you. Embarrass <laughs> Riley on this show. <laughs> nipper, the nipper, only nipper. Thing I was going to say is that, yeah, I mean, we can talk about Royals as long as everyone's okay if I bring them up in the context of them being food. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nothing against the royal community and the Morse and all that stuff. A lot of cool people doing it, but I'm interested in them for snake food. Yeah. So any well, that's big be an exciting episode out here, you know, uh, if you got a bunch of normals that you normally wholesale and or just dump and give to somebody for free and you need to kick a few more out the door, let me know. I can feed them off. Speaking of snakes that eat other snakes, Riley. Yes, sir. If we get lucky, we're, we're swapping Kribo this year, right? Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, good. Go about oh, your yeah. business, everyone. He's, so, he's, oh. been, uh, he's been going bonkers in the cage, rubbing his nose off, trying to get the door open. So I've when I'm in, in here cleaning, I've been giving them supervised conjugal visits. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, I chucked my mail in with the female and left him there for like a month. So oh. And no, nobody's died. So And I yeah. swapped him in with the other girl today. So have you seen any interest yet? He's I been haven't. he has been coiled up with that one female in the hide box for like three weeks. Like he's just like oh, he's nice. all about her. The other one he yeah. wants to get the hell away from, but the other one the, the other female, um, he's like attached to her at the hip. So I'm like, all right, cool. So we'll see. Hell yeah. You, you might beat me to the punch then, because my girl, she's like running away from him and tail rattling and like getting right. away from him and he's just like sniffing her <laughs> it's all right the the ruffies have shown no interest so if anybody's heart is breaking this year it'll be eric's so Damn it. yeah i know i'm sorry i'm trying <laughs> so. God, i'm gonna throw my orange is the new ale against the wall right now holy shit <laughs>
the only person that, the only person that would be hurting is you and possibly the diamond python below where you hit. So, you know, that's, <laughs> I know what true, room you're in. True story. True story. Yes, the diamond python room. Yo, by the way, yep. when you have diamond pythons, this is the thing with diamond pythons. You come in here and you're like, oh, this is too cold for a snake room. Yeah. It is just too cold. And, dude, they're, like, not even on the heat. They're not even anywhere near the heat. They're How, just up. What's the temperature perched. in that room right now? Oh. Uh, 68. Mm. Hell. I know, but it's only... Easy. What, 9 o'clock now, yeah. I guess? I mean, yeah. dude, I, I felt bad. And today was a warm day. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I felt bad going through my uh, the colubrids that are in brumation, and I was holding a few. I'm like, God, you guys are ice cold. I'm like, no, 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 no. They're supposed yeah. to be this way right now. It's okay. Yeah. They'll live. So it's it's some of those things. But, um, yeah. What temps yeah. do you have yours right now if uh, they're in brumation? If they're in brumation, they're only down to 60. Because I'm like I'm yeah. dropping them every couple degrees, uh, every couple weeks, and then they're gonna slowly, steadily rise back up. So tomorrow, everything drops down a couple more degrees, and then I think they stay there for like a week, and then they drop a couple more degrees, and then they stay there for a week and drop a couple more. So we're still in the dropping; we haven't hit the bottom, but we don't spend that much time at the bottom. We're gonna hit it and then kind of like bounce, start bouncing back up after like a week or maybe two. So it's not yeah. that long. Yeah. I'm having love- such a hard time getting low right now, man. I'm still stuck at like 70 in my room, but I, I only have my one room and I can't drop any lower than that. I'm already kind of freaking out because of the pythons that are in there. It's like, oh, I need to get them out of there so I can raise the room temp back up. And yeah, that's one of those issues that I'm having right now is just that one shared room. Are we talking call you? Ambience or just, Yeah. I, I find just sticking them in sweater boxes and just dragging them out of the room and sticking them in a corner of the house. Like, I mean, like they're, if they're in brumation, they don't want to do anything anyway. So it's like, it's, yeah. I mean, I've brumated, uh, adult corn snakes in like 32 quart bins with a lid on it and they have a tiny water bowl. It's fine. They don't want to do anything anyway. They just want to burrow down and sleep. So, uh, we used to stack them in my garage at, uh, Winter time when I was in college and stuff like that, and it was just that they would just be stacked up there. I'd check on their waters and leave them be. So I like the sound of the clinking ice. That is uh, makes me want to get I'm, up and get another cocktail. I am sophisticated and I'm drinking, and I just, I, and I knew this show was happening, so I literally have. Well, I had two bottles. I have one bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> a fuck. Oh. I, I have buck, a grievance to file. Nope, not time yet. I have a bucket of ice, and then I have a small cooler where the other bottle of Jack Daniels is chilling. This Uh, isn't my first rodeo with hmm. this show. I know what I'm doing. Andy, Owen just put a a Trump-sized wall up in front of your grievance right there. With with the middle finger, with an extended arm, arm, full, full extended arm with the middle finger, as high as it can go. You come come to my house on this, the day of my daughter's (laughs) wedding. This is too good. Oh, so, yeah. I love it. <laughs> should we enter into the realm of the airing of grievances? We should air the grievances. I'll let you know that we do have to call Jim at some point because apparently he does have a list of grievances, and I told him I would allow him to air. Oh, dear. Should we start with Jim? No, we, no, re- we should not start with him. Well, okay. I mean, 
Maybe we should. I want to call him. I can give you his number. We can give it a shot. He's joined. He's here. He is. Dad. Hello. Dad. Yeah. Hello. This is. Yeah. Yeah. This is up? the NPR podcast, and we are airing grievances. We were wondering if you had any to air. My God, let me get the file out. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we only have two hours, so you might have to cut it down. I'm sorry. All right, I, you know, uh, I think the is this the this is the airing, airing of the grievances. This show? is the airing of the grievances. Uh, Later on, after the podcast, Eric and I will be over to pin you, therefore, to end Festivus <laughs> both, uh, formally. You know, yes. we have to do it right. Yes. Yeah, and got then got great, great hey, feats hey, of hey. strength. <laughs> what, what am I going to do with the telephone poles I cut? Down? Don't Jesus. don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll figure that out later. I thought we were going to throw those across the turnpike. Well, know? I mean, if you want to, we can. It's just it's dangerous well, for other first people. Off, first off, there's no first off, there's no way you're going to come over here and pin me because I changed the locks. <laughs> number one. <laughs> All right. All right. Number okay. number two. I get. You know, I do have a few grievances because I got some really fucking problems with some of you people. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Okay, just want to let you know. Okay. Go ahead. Let's let's start. Let's let's start with the fact we go to. Yeah. First off, we we go to Australia and we don't tell Dad to change the 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 the. And I get a call from the AT&T and I got a six hundred dollar fucking phone bill. This yeah. is bullshit. <laughs> this is. Shit, I told you the second we got there. <laughs> I was there. Wait a minute. The area of the grievances doesn't mean you get to call bullshit. No, this the area of the grievances. All right. You want me right. to? Parliament Jim, do you want me to mute him? No. Do you no, want me to mute no, him? No, no. Quiet. <laughs> this is parliamentary procedure, you know? Okay. I have the floor temporarily. <laughs> you know? Now, the other area of the grievances is I, I understand apparently that my son might be bringing some of his furniture to store at the agency, but I got to get the other kids' furniture out. Jesus Christ, what the hell is going on? Are you a furniture store or an insurance shop? I don't what? understand. Dude, you know, why are I mean, you helping him? <laughs> my, daughter, my daughter, my daughter, who's in, who's who's thirty four years old's got her furniture in upset, and now I'm thirty three. What is going on around here? I know. Oh, you dear, know? Dear, because dear. you know, son, when she comes up and she sees your place, your shit's gone, man. That's I'm not what we're, why are we talking about this? I understand. <laughs> Continue. You know, you All can right. put your store you you can store your stuff upstairs where Tony's stuff is, but I'm charging you. I'm not charging her. Of course you charge you, dick. Next. <laughs> and guess what? Helen gets everything for free. Listen, I know which child's your favorite. All right, we don't need to rub it in. Go on. Okay. All right. That, which gets me to the whole concept of the fact that I don't like you poor, and I'm going to go pick four new people. <laughs> Do you mean us four that no, are on no, the podcast, or your kids? I want to trade my four children in. For four new children. I'm sure there'll be a list of people who will offer to be your new child after the podcast. As a matter of fact, at age 61, I'm going to start a new fucking family. How about of course that? you are. Enjoy it. It's only been your fifth try, you asshole. 
Go pop a McIntyre. Yeah, I know. You keep, you keep, you know, you keep, you know, as Gretzky says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. We are pure goal scorers. Yours, are, yours have all been post, post, post. God knows where the fuck that one went. So, yeah, I mean, it's fine. You know, I'm a pure goal scorer. Goal scorer. Score. I know, Dad. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Anyway, next. <laughs> Take the puck out of the For the, the love of God, next. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. And I also want to know that the best person I've ever met at 136 Hopewell Street is the fucking dog. Are you serious? <laughs> Ouch, he's really going deep, bro. Damn, dude. <laughs> I'll let I'm that only slide because like you know, it's his birthday, all right? You... I'm only... I'm only on my third point. Let's get to the next one. I right? mean, come on. Let's keep going. I mean, that, that dog is very Jaguar tendency type of dog. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's got neuro problems and all kinds of I, shit going on. I have, no, I, have no pro- I have no problem with it. I have no problem with the dog because I just give him dinner treats. And the dog loves me. Yeah, because he's oh, okay. giving him treats. You don't punish him when he does stupid shit. Well, well, and, no, well, sorry. Well, you know, sorry. Next. Pavlo, next grievance. Pavlo, pet, Pavlov's dog, whatever. What do you expect? You don't even understand what that study was all about because we can't get into science. (laughs) Never mind. Go on. Oh, he's a flat earther type. I don't really want to get into (laughs) it. No, I think think that pretty much sums it up. But I got to tell you, I am now, uh, the, the only other grievance I got is, you know, I'm going to the Duluth Trading Company to get the the correct underwear. Are you are you are yeah. you serious right now? Yeah, We're yeah, doing absolutely. this on air. Okay. Oh yes, yes. I just want you to know, guys, the the one where you keep you keep the Stop. family jewels. Stop. Yeah, never mind. We'll are you fucking yeah. serious? That sounds great. Are you are you, you goddamn Riley? Shut up! It's probably bad. It's probably bad time. I need my family jewels protected. Shut Tell me more, up. Jim. <laughs> no, no, you got to no, You keep the boys in the pouch. Yeah, and we're there. Yeah. Oh, I like all, it. All kangaroo underwear. Look, Whatever. Look, Jesus look, Christ! Look, don't help him. Look, can I buy them on Amazon? Shut up! <laughs> yeah, every time you look at a Duluth Trading Company ad during a football game, think. Comfort. Are they paying for this? Comfort, just say comfort, okay? Son, right, and I won't enough. even son, son with you on 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 right with you right now yes. on the phone. I won't even tell you what pantyhose I'm thinking about. We'll just go from okay, there. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm. Thank you for small 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 favors. Well, I'm doing the best I can. Other than that, so, as far as airing in the grievances, I really wish I had sons who knew what the fuck a razor was. <laughs> <laughs> Just because some of us can grow facial hair where others come in patchy and pure white doesn't so mean you can be wait, insulted. Wait, 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 This is not point counterpoint. This I hate you. So, so wait, oh. so what you're saying is, uh, um, um, Owen, I should buy him Dollar Shave Club for you, you Christmas? Dick. Why are you helping? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know, it seriously be helpful, Eric. I got to tell you, you know, okay. because he doesn't understand his next stepmother it will be the pole dancer. Right. <laughs> more, more of my inheritance down the drain. So yeah, don't okay. You worry, but you know, right, you know, right now, uh, you're a nigger number. You, oh, don't worry, I do that one. <laughs> you're, 
your your numbers are so <laughs> negative, boy. It is so out of control. Do we have family oh, issues man. we want to air out here on air with Eric nearby? <laughs> You're gonna have to sell some snakes, man. Exactly. Exactly. You got some rough scales for sale? Uh, you might, uh, yeah. might have to help you out. <laughs> You know, I, I got to pay money for the penicillin shots. What are you guys talking about? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> anyway. Gentlemen, this is, gentlemen I'm, I'm glad we enjoyed this. I'm glad I was able to enlighten this show. I'm glad we uh, enjoyed this uh, area of the grievance. I feel so much better now. Oh, good. You? I'm glad. Oh, Has the I'm weight glad. been lifted? Are you good now? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm on my way to the strip club with Dollar Bill. See ya. You don't have <laughs> <laughs> I feel better too, Mel. I'm dying. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, that's All right. great. <laughs> anyway. All right, you guys. You boys hang in there, man. I'll see you. All right. Thanks, All right. Dad. <laughs> and he's gone. Just like yes. that. He's coming, wrecking he my life, and then and he gone. Goes. <laughs> and he goes. Are you okay, Owen? I'm good. <laughs> Do you need a safe space right now? I, I don't know if I should. I need, I need, I need. I feel more. like I should hug you no, or something. No, it's fine. I just... <laughs> like any good McIntyre, I will now drink this drink and everything will be fine. <laughs> okay. Notice Riley and Andy are like dead silent. Well, because what do you do? I mean, I'm not even about to get into that mess right now. I was about to say I'm about to reach out to some prayer warriors or something for you. He ain't worth it. He ain't worth the prayers. Jesus uh, Christ. All right. And just now so that I got knows, my cigar going. And, just so everybody uh, yeah. knows, that grand tradition goes back to season one when he found out on his own what the number to call into the show was and decided yes. to call in and ask what we were doing because I told him apparently I was going on a date, which never fucking happened. He <laughs> <laughs> just best. wanted to harass me on air and has now become a thing where people demand that we include him. It's like I... Mm, yeah, I think people just enjoy watching me squirm, and that's yeah. Okay, that's the funny anyway. Part of it. Moving on. Okay, so you know this is a this is a new thing, and we might have to start to do this. But uh, like I said, Nipper Reed sent us his airing of grievances. <laughs> Go on. Oh. And he felt so much better once he released That's all good. of these We're these, glad, because I did say last episode, grievances. if you had any grievances, please send them to us and we would air them for you. And I think yes. Nipper's the only one who took us up on this. Yeah, I thought Scott was going to do it. I thought I thought we would get some something from Australia telling us about uh, finding Owen Pelly Pythons or something Scott's like that. I thought, uh, all right, you listen, know. Scott. <laughs> Scott, we love you. We're yes, sorry we, we found the Owen Pelly Python. And when I say we're sorry, we're not sorry, but <laughs> it happened, and we're not sorry. Okay, bye. So that was Correct. the end of that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So as we know, Nipper is uh, very against the ball python term. Um, they've never been called. I'm, I'm quoting him, so if you have children, please tell them to step away. Please. Listen, uh, first off, if you're letting children listen to this episode, what is wrong with you? This yeah, is we're going to have to up this to like yeah, dude, X. Like, I mean, this is like, <laughs> this is like this NC-17. Is NC-17. Like, I mean, yeah. this is, you should, I'm not even sure if Riley's old enough to listen to this podcast right now, okay? Yeah. So. <laughs> they're, they're rethinking the whole podcast thing, man. Poor they're like, bastards. is this what we're going to be like in eight you years? Get, Holy shit. <laughs> look at us. This is what you become. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I don't. I, I'm assuming this must be me because this sounds like a word that I would say, and it's probably my Philly accent. But apparently, I say niche. <laughs> it's not a fucking word. <laughs> the word is niche. Niche, <laughs> niche is then a word. Niche. I'm not sure, but okay. I Apparently, one of I'm I'm gonna go with it's me, Owen, because I've never heard Listen, you say I, niche species. I butcher words on a good day, um, so like to the point where I was doing. Um, I had somebody come over today to film a little YouTube episode for their show, and I couldn't get the Latin out of my mouth. So I'm like, it's Lasses, Maclots. I'm like, oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! It's so, not. What did you call it? Maclots? Lyasis Maclots Python. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> did you say that on video? I said it on video. So now oh, I'm like, they're like, oh, we'll let you know what's posted. I'm like, I will not let anybody I know see it. So thank you. Uh, great. So, there you go. Yep. All right. Fair enough. Nice. Uh, the word is niche. Niche. Do I have that correct, Ryan? The word is niche. niche. Sounds good niche? to me. Yep. Okay. Uh, um, According to says, my ecology class that I took on my bachelor's, it's niche. But niche. go on. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, he said mofos. <laughs> Every time I hear you say the word niche, I go out and I kill a hooker. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> so what you're telling me is that, what you're telling oh me is that we just solved a horrible Jack the Ripper-like case. <laughs> yep. And... Nipper just freely gave us that information. I mean, all yes, right. <laughs> so, I, I feel responsible for the death of some hookers by horrible. saying the word. I I apologize niche. to the hookers. I, I wonder if when I'm saying it makes sense now. I know, right? <laughs> Dear God. I wonder Nipper if when if I'm saying monster. this now, if like as I'm saying his sentence, like niche. I wonder if this means that hookers are dying as I'm I, well, saying look, let's the put word this niche. Way. If we say niche several times. Is that how many hookers hit Nipper has to kill? So aren't we allowed to make English? So we if I say niche, 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 you're a murderer. So niche, he doesn't like the word niche. But here's here's well, I'm not I'm not going to interrupt his grievance, but put a pin in that because I want to go back to the English language because I think we. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, being impressed with nearly dying field herping, I am more surprised if my friends haven't had a near-death experience. Apparently, Nipper was in Borneo when he was given two hours to live. I don't oh. know. I, I, he didn't share that story with us when he was on, but... Uh, what the hell? He's holding out on us, uh-huh. which... I got that, because... We asked Nipper if he would have climbed the tree for the Owen Pelly Python, and he said yes. And I'm a little, I'm still a little depressed that I didn't climb the tree for the Owen Pelly Python, fall out, and then nearly die as you and Rob attempted to carry me down the mountain after falling out of a tree. Yeah. Um, I assumed it'd be you two because I, I don't know. I, I guess Keith wouldn't do it, but. Um... <laughs> okay, fair enough. Sorry, I'd, I'd be dragging on the ground. Keith is the nicest of the three. I know, right? What I mean, it's so like... I don't know why he would be the one that you would think wouldn't. <laughs> See, well, no, but I'd imagine I'd fall out of the tree, and he'd be like, hang on, Teresa packed me a stretcher. And he'd start, like, pulling it out of the bag. It's like... <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, and um, his last and final grievance is yeah. that he has not seen a copperhead or a rattlesnake. 
Well, listen, Nipper, here's the thing. I told you I multiple times you have to yeah. buy a plane ticket, come over mm-hmm. to Pennsylvania, and mm-hmm. I will take you to see both of those species in one day. That's good, Nipper, because he won't take me to go see those species, and I live mm-hmm. literally 20 minutes from where he goes. Well, you don't talk like Nipper. He's so dreamy when he talks. Oh, is that <laughs> it? Is that it? I have to talk with an accent yes. where you can take me places? Yes. I see. From you, I so would I expect a Scottish accent. I don't accent. get nice things, no. so this is like, I don't feel appreciated. Yeah, I know. As a co-host. That's your story. Now we get to anyway, my grievances, which we're fighting has in to front do of with Riley. co-host. We're fighting in front of Riley. Are you doing this right now? Yeah. So, like we're fighting in front of our children. Is running running Riley. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Riley, go to your room. I'm in my room. All right. So, oh, Mommy, do, do Daddy? You... <laughs> Wait, who's the mom? Who's the dad? Yeah. Well, you know who each other are. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, whatever you thought, reverse. Uh, reverse. <laughs> <laughs> um, Your first inkling, reverse it. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. So, I, I, do you have grievances, Owen? Do you? Do you I have. have do dude, you, I'm nothing but grievances and ill temper. Okay. I mean, that's all I am in life. Well, I, I think uh, I think we'll let you probably have a lot more than I do, but I oh, have I, I have four. Okay. Okay. All right. And I'm just gonna. Barrel through them quickly. Go for it. Reptile shows. Support <laughs> your vendors, you motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the reason that you're there. I know you do all the work and everything to organize it, but if you don't have vendors, you don't have a goddamn show. Agreed. Next. YouTubers. You can't call a YouTube show a fucking podcast. <laughs> it's not a podcast. It's a YouTube show. If you want to make a podcast, take the fucking audio from the podcast and upload it to a fucking podcast app. (laughs) Then it becomes a podcast. (laughs) You can't say it's a podcast just because you're fucking talking on fucking YouTube. (laughs) Isn't that right, Riley? Now you know who I'm talking about, right? Amen. (laughs) Hold on. I had to take a drink. Podcasters. Lubricate the mouth. Listen up, podcasters. Yep. I hear a lot of podcasters say that they don't listen to reptile podcasts. Shame (laughs) on you. Shame, shame, shame. You should walk down the street like the girl in Game of Thrones, ringing a goddamn bell. Shame. (laughs) (laughs) You should listen to the other reptile podcasts, and we should support each other. The YouTube community does it, and they're all buddy-buddy at shows and everything. We should do the same thing. So stop saying on your shows that you don't listen to other shows, because I listen to From the Ground Up, THP, yep. Reptile yep. and Chill, Strength and Leos, The Chondrocast, Word on the Snakevine, Searchable as Reptiles, GT Keeper Radio, When the Moon is Full, Herpological <laughs> Highlights, and Snakes and the Fat Man. <laughs> And I also wow. and I also listen to other shows that aren't necessarily reptile related but are still pretty badass. Aussie Wildlife Show. Awesome episode if you're into Australian wildlife and wildlife Kagan cocktails. And that's all I got. And the other the last thing that we're gonna do is figure out who the goddamn superior Morelia is, period. Because I do listen to other podcasts. I know that on THP that this has been a a uh, 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 piece of uh, uh, argument between the two, uh, uh, um, and they keep going back and forth about which we one. shall end it for them. We but shall tonight. figure it out for them tonight. <laughs> Correct. 
because we, we have been talking decisions. to <laughs> the best breeders in the Morelia business of all carpets, chondros, and rough scale pythons. For goodness sakes, <laughs> snakes. snakes. <laughs> Look at that. Wow, buddy. For goodness sakes, <laughs> Owen. Yes. Was told that he was not a proven breeder yet by Eugene Bissett, the man I, that did happen. who was one of yes. the founders of Condra. So I think we might have a yes. little bit of skin in this game that we can was, decide for once and for all which one is the superior Morelia. But my, my manhood was called in question by Eugene Bissett. Yes, go on. Correct. <laughs> so what we will do is we will break down carpets and chondros but here's the thing owen and this While should be on this should be on your errands or grievances I will is that there. rough scale python somehow never make it Not into this mix of superior morelia how I come i don't even understand i will get that's there. my we'll fifth get grievance <laughs> we will get we will get there my friend so i miss the old eric when i used to be fired up like that i know right? that, <laughs> I think it's when you started wearing glasses when you had to like look at a snake or like it, what I like to call is Eric's um, I can't see this but I'm gonna try anyway face where you show him anything and you're like and he's like oh and he tries to squint at it and then he gets his librarian glasses on <laughs> and then he can actually see it. Is that a grievance? Um, it's not a grievance. It's more of pointing out a point or okay, fair enough. A thing. It's funny here because. Um, Mike Curtin does the same thing, but he has those glasses that like join in the middle. Yes, so yes, yeah. he has dangle, real granny glasses. They go on a chain. So the uh, first time I showed him the Rhino Rassics, he's looking at it, and then he puts the glasses on. I'm like, "Did you need to see it better?" And he goes, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so Eric's getting that way. Where I kind of tried to figure during Australia, right. I tried to figure out what exactly eric could and could not see let me explain it, to you gentlemen that are young still go ahead owen you finish first but after well, you're I mean, done it, i will i will just, i will talk to you youngsters about how life is it was just funnier because i'd hand you things <laughs> and i'd hold them at various distances <laughs> and see if you needed your glasses and you didn't know you were testing me <laughs> son of a bitch i'm like here you go and you'd be like oh and he'd bring it closer <laughs> not be able to see it and put on his glasses i'm like hmm not the correct distance. <laughs> Next time I hold further, and you'd be like, "Okay," and hold it out, and I'm like, "Ah, there it is." I so. can see far away. I cannot <laughs> see up close. But here's Thomas, the thing: I would hold you. I would hold something far away, and you bring it closer. I'd be like, "So he's doing this to himself, is he?" <laughs> so it's, um, yeah. I did that all Australia trip. It was funny. Oh, that's great. All right, yeah. fair enough. Dick. You were a science experiment <laughs> for me. All right. Um, yeah, so here's the thing. You know, mm. when you turn like 40 years old, I know Riley and um, uh, uh, Owen, you're like, what, 10 years away, 15 not, years away, something I'm like that? Seven years away, dude. I'm like seven years away. Okay. And Andy, I, I'm not sure what, I think you said you were 40? Yep, 40. 40. Okay. okay. So, so Andy, Andy's Andy old, might be right old. on the cusp. I don't know if his eyes Andy's are broke or not. He's already the hill. I, he's already I can dying. Okay. All right, good. So <laughs> one day, you go to bed. And when you go to bed, your eyes work. You can see everything. Life is great. And then you wake up, and then you can't see. And you're like, <laughs> what happened? So you start rubbing your eyes and shit, and then you're like, man, I don't know. Like, it just seems foggy or something. Like, I can't quite see and then just by accident i put on these 
you know, like those reader glasses. The reader glasses at the store. And all of a sudden, <laughs> shit got focused, and I was like, oh, no. The problem <laughs> is, and that will save us, me and Riley, the younger bunch, yes. is that Riley and I already wear glasses. Yep. So <laughs> it's like. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> what are you going to do here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, it's just going to get worse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's horrible, I'm really man. Really screwed. I'm I'm gonna be cleaning snakes with my freaking uh, blind seeing eye dog and like one of those feeler canes and like <laughs> it's gonna be converted into a hook and then the dog barks every time the uh, the snake turns around and comes at me like it's gonna strike. I'll have to train the dog ahead of time, of course. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, that's the only way it'll fly. I, yeah, it's it sucks, you'll, man. You just you'll you, be like Eric. You'll be in those rascal the rascal scooter that you can use to clean. <laughs> Listen, to all the older people in the audience that are listening, Jim, you know guys like that. Jim, <laughs> they, uh, they understand. Jim only Jim only listens to shows that he's on. Let's be honest. All well, right, this would be Jim, one of them. <laughs> Correct. Son of a bitch. <laughs> like, all right. Fine. <laughs> so, uh, I think. Uh, I guess uh, I hope, <laughs> man. What an episode to bring Andy on to. He's kind of like, yeah, what I'm the sorry, hell did really I sign up it. for? <laughs> this isn't normally <laughs> what happens. Podcasting, Andy. This yeah. is what podcast. This is this is the worst part of podcasting. It's the drunken show that we just kind of do. No, all man, the it's stuff. good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just I was driving from uh, picking up my son, so I finally I just drove into my into my uh, into my driveway. So it's perfect perfect oh, okay. timing now. That's why I was. I was muting myself. I didn't want you to have to listen to the road noise and all that, but no, this is perfect. Cool. All right. Well, That's I fair. already wear glasses too, so and I can't see far away, but I can see great close up, so we're reversed. Okay. So it's really just Eric that has this problem. It's a hobbit He's the problem. Only one on the planet that's yeah. this bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a hobbit problem. You know. <laughs> bad, bad eyesight in the Shire. Life in the Shire is rough. It man. is. Yeah. Lack of carrots. Your head for blindness. You know, it, it's <laughs> yeah. weird because the season finale of season 15 will actually be me releasing Eric back into the wild. <laughs> I'm free. Like that'll be the, the end of the show. Go be free, Eric. And like he runs into the field like, yeah, you know, so just so, start dusting his food and like. Got loaded food for him. Uh, that'll be bad. <laughs> I need some calcium in D three, man. It'll make you need some calcium in D three. Maybe the yeah. UVB bulb is is out. Jeez. It'll make his coat nice nice and shiny too. I mean, like you know. <laughs> you know what I think it is? I said ball mm-hmm. python one too many times. You know what I mean? Too like many you times. say ball python yeah. too many times. And niche. And, and, yeah, and niche. And niche. niche. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's another dead hooker. I mean, I can't believe. We did <laughs> Good <that>. God. Sorry, <laughs> Nipper. You really Nippers, got, a, you got, got a lot a of work to do, schedule, bro. Dude, like you know, I'm. We have a two week break. I mean, Nipper's got to kill a lot of hookers. In <laughs> so this I, is gonna end up on the uh, on yeah, Rob's uh, segment next year where he saves all the little gems. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. the anniversary is, show. Just so everybody knows, that is a constant fear I have that I'll say something and be like, "Yep, Rob's gonna get that one." Like there's, <laughs> uh, there's, there's just mm-hmm. constant fear of like everything I say. Rob will bring up three years from now after I've forgotten the embarrassing moment myself. This way, I can relive it. Thanks, Rob. There. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> 
so we have two more things on the show that we're going to hit, but I, I just want you I guys to know. I know you haven't. Nobody. I, know, I, I haven't know. aired my grievances. You will have your chance to air your oh, grievances. I just want thank to give a little foreshadow into what is to become. Um, okay. You know, kind of like the ghost of Christmas yet to come, you know, that kind oh, of thing. So superior, superior Moralia, we'll have to hit on that. And then yep. we have some questions that we do that if you guys want to answer as well, we'll kind of put you on We're, the spot. But at the I end of the that. year, we have a, 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 a sort of questionnaire that we fill out and we hit on the year in review. So nice. So there we go. All right. Owen, what's yes. your airing of grievances my i have i have a lot of problems with you people and now you're gonna hear about it so. <laughs> okay here we go buckle so up several several grievances number one the booping of the snoot yeah not, oh not my okay. god it is not okay to poke a snake in the face like there's Several animals where I'm like, you shouldn't jab it in the face. And snakes are probably the top one of you shouldn't just poke it in the face. And expect Grievance not to get bit. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like right. if if you go to touch a snake, like let's say a whitelip python in the face and you get bit, I do not feel sorry for mm. you. Sounds you like kind of it's kind of we're asking for this. Sounds like you've experienced this, Owen. I, I, Maybe uh, I have. Okay. Maybe I haven't. Yeah, anyway, next. Next. So, next. The putting of hats on snakes. Oh, good God. Why? Just fucking why? <laughs> you know that that's about to just an onslaught of snakes in hats. I don't care. Hats oh, yeah. stashes on hognose. Why? It's a cool snake without this shit. It doesn't need to be dapper. <laughs> it's a snake. I was ready to quit the hobby after seeing all that. Thank you. <laughs> Number two, I think more people need to be invested in the rarer species. Not necessarily hard to breed, but just you don't see it all the time. Things like Maclots pythons, water pythons, olive pythons, white lip pythons, things like that that you kind of want to be plugged into. Because certain things will become uh, popular and they'll kind of rise and fall. Mm-hmm. And it's more along the lines of that you will lose these species during one of those falling periods because not a lot of people are interested in them because they don't have a, a banana soul sucker morph. That's a ball python morph, right? I am yep. so proud of you right now. And you said ball python, damn it. God I'm sorry, damn boy. it. Shit. <laughs> I almost stuck the landing. I almost stuck the landing. Anyway, so it would be really cool to see certain animals because I, for one, prefer the animal that is almost wanted just as the wild type as opposed to being a certain morph. You know, I breed carp pythons that are different morphs, but I also keep like womas, white lips, olives, roughies, things like that. Also, brings me to my next grievance, roughies. When you're comparing Morelia... Why aren't you including the Ruffy? It is, mm. number one, better than the Chondro because it's bumpy and has a cool threat display. Number two. Number two. <laughs> wow. Tool? Kind of <laughs> cooler than a carpet python. Oh, you son of a bitch. Because <laughs> oh, it's got snap. bumpy scales and cool eyes. So I can't argue I mean, with that. 
I can't. I don't. I can't. I, don't, argue. I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Fair enough. All right. Number three. Why are we still in 2019 uh, berating people for their choice of enclosure? If a diamond python is happy in a 20-gallon tank with a heat lamp, who the fuck cares? I'll drink to that. Thank you very much. It does not because I got a diamond python in a twenty-gallon tank with a light. This is something I want everyone in 2020 to learn. This is how I do it, not this is how you should do it, or this is how you should keep it. This is how I keep it because just because you keep it one way doesn't mean I can't keep it another way. Hmm. So you should kind of get that sense. Because the other thing is my other grievance is that people who buy snakes and then immediately go on Facebook or any kind of Internet thing and go, how do I keep care? How do I take care of this? Motherfucker, you should have figured that out before you bought it. Mm. Preach. (laughs) And and this is something that you should do. If you're going to buy an animal, understand how big it gets, what it needs food wise, how you need to take care of it. Because certain animals you need to understand need to be fed more than others, need different dietary restrictions, need different cage restrictions. It's. You know what, Owen? You're talking just too much. Why don't you just text me the information so that I don't have to look it up? No, no. (laughs) Fuck you. Figure it out. If you want a Vietnamese blue beauty, research Vietnamese blue beauty snakes up the ass until you buy one. And that's it. And then figure it out. Do not buy one at a show because you happen to find one. Mm -hmm. And then go home and try to text everybody to be like, how do I take care of this? This is something you should know because you now own this animal. So... It's just mind-numbing to me that you would make a jump into that animal without knowing what it needs. And if you can support that animal, because I've had numerous people who buy animals and don't realize they need food every 10 days. They need a massive caloric intake. They need a big cage and then have to sell it or get rid of it or try to force it into this is what cages I have. And that's not fair to the animal. So do that. Do your due diligence. Um, the other grievance I have. I think I had one more. I don't know where it went. Hmm. Hmm. Must be oh, hidden under the yeah. top hat. That the you other put on grievance your I have is that people listen to me too much on Reptile on the podcast. I cannot find a goddamn Maclots Python or White Lip Python to save my goddamn life. Stop it buying the shit that I want. Like, let me buy it. Stop like, talking about it until after you bought it. I can't help it. Like, I need white lip pythons, and you fuckers all bought them all. Like, I can't mm. get them. So it's anyway. Do you feel better it. now? I feel better. Okay. I do feel better. All right, right. Now it comes the great feats of strength and Eric pinning me to the ground. <laughs> I'm I'm curious. I don't know, uh, Riley. Any any grievances for you this year? Or are you feeling good? Riley's a happy person. He, he is a happy really guy. Curious. He does. Yeah. You know, I I have I have one, uh, actually two grievances. Okay. Two. Go ahead. One is mostly directed at social media and Good. how it it veils and disguises people's true personalities, so everybody becomes all buddy buddy and they've never met. Uh, <laughs> that's ridiculous. 
Mm. If you're like singing their praises up and down, swearing by them, and like you've never met them, give me a break. <laughs> so that's that one. Okay. And then uh, my my other one is this whole uh, positivity movement, the outward like making stickers, making videos, and like hashtagging positivity movement is kind of like the the sneakiest form of. Uh, like humble bragging that I've seen and it's the most annoying fake load of crap ever and it's like a good old boys club that everybody just joins in like a fad and it's a load of garbage because those people don't do anything different they just hashtag their photos with it and they're still the same assholes just like you and me so if you're actually going to become virtuous you don't need to humble brag about it on social media and just start movements and stick like shut up leave it alone just be nice to people you don't need to say that you're super awesome all the time and that's that okay i do like how um on skype riley's photo is him like frowning and looking He's upset. super mad <laughs> yeah like, and, i know and when he <laughs> when he when talks he goes, it shows uh, up he goes uh, what when he goes on a rail like that, that's all that shows up, and I'm like, fitting. And it kind of, it kind of like I moves like when he talks too. It like, yeah, you know, like, like he's like, he's like animated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in and out. It's like, yes, good job, buddy. I like, like it. Like, listen, I can barely focus on my computer screen right now. So the fact that Riley's face is popping up at me, scaring you, is it well, somewhat terrifying, but yeah. also awesome. So we'll just go with that. Mm, okay, Andy. Any grievances for you? Uh, well, my first one is you forced me to get on a phone call without being able to have a drink prior to getting on the phone that call. Is and I had to drive. That is your fault. That is your fault for planning. That's and, your fault. No, no, that is your fault for being <laughs> a safe, conscious driver while driving yourself. Shit. Okay. All right, fine. All right. No, All right. I will take no, responsibility no. for that one, Andy. And Eric you can you can you can be mad at me. I, you I, I, that. I, I, I apologize. That. I apologize. I apologize. But I did just get home, and so I'm enjoying one right now. There okay. you go. So now I'm not. I'm not as angry now. I'm okay. Angry. Okay. Good. Good. I can feel the temper going down as it's, we speak. It's better. Now. Oh, I'm settling down a little bit. Right. It's a safe and happy place. That's right. Where I can barely feel my hands. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only other grievance that I have to say, mm-hmm. and it's a big one, okay. it's a big one, yep. is keepers getting put on a pedestal yeah. by people that are quote-unquote influencers, and those people just all of a sudden have this ego and can't be told anything, and I hate seeing it, but there's some fat-ass carpet pythons out there and people need to stop feeding their damn pythons so damn much and get all butthurt when they get told you have an obese freaking python okay and just just because you were on the youtube show or just because somebody you're friends with this person and i don't care if you're friends with whoever I, i don't need to name drop but it doesn't matter who we're friends with if we're doing something wrong and somebody tells you that you're doing something wrong maybe you should listen Amen. If they're if they're if they're doing if they're coming at you with a bad attitude, and then they get proven incorrect, hey, then they're being the asshole. But what if they're actually know what they're talking about, and what if they're actually telling you something that's going to benefit your animal? How about we just drop the fucking egos, huh? Mm. How about we just learn? Yeah. How about that? 
I, I, I like that, and that kind of rolls into a grievance that I forgot, where it's the I will blatantly. Wait a minute, you can't, you can't, you can't. Shut up! You can't go back. <laughs> you can't. Once you aired your grievances, this it's is over. My, this is my podcast. God damn! As much as it is yours. I, will I thought you were going to say this wish. is my podcast. I was going to say. You're damn right oh, it man, is. You, anyway. you bet, might want to rethink that thought, bro. Oh, buddy. <laughs> listen. Listen. Everyone's Riley, go to your room. <laughs> Shit's say, about Riley, to get real. You don't want to listen to this. <laughs> this is about to be a massive fight. There might not be a season nine. Mm. Anyway, oh. but, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's if you're hit with scientific evidence or a blatant amount of evidence towards a certain thing, but you are so adamant that you stick to your guns of this is how it's always been, Mm -hmm. that you are unwilling to bend or even consider something that is scientifically backed. You're ridiculous because, again, we have proof of something. And we somebody has done the due diligence of researching something more so than you have, but you don't want to accept it because it's something against what you believe. Mm. Yes, Condro people, I'm talking to you. If <laughs> if the science points in a different direction, I don't have hybrids, Owen. <laughs> shut up. Yes, you do. Everything you own is hybrids. Anyway, if, if the science points in a pit in a certain direction. You are doing a disservice to herp the culture as well as the hobby itself by just set, blatantly saying that you are denying it because you're not accepting somebody else's hard work. I mean, more so than you've done. All you've been doing is breeding snakes in a box. This person actually went out and did DNA research or research in other capacities. Like you have to kind of accept what they've done. You know, what's interesting about that conversation. And I don't know if you yeah. picked up on this, Riley. Um, was that, as as you know, Owen, when we talked to Daniel Natush in the past, he yeah. is a lumper. He is not he is. a splitter. So yeah. if it was to go, if he was to use his views of what he thought it should be, he would have not had subspecies of chondros or yeah, green that's trees. That's a good point. Yeah. But yet the I, science. I didn't, I didn't say anything when he said that, but I was like, "That wait, what?" Yeah, right. uh, I was confused for a second. I was like, "Wait, you're splitting them, but you're saying you're." And I was like, "How have I been drinking? What? <laughs> what's going on?" And no, 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 he said it. Yes. Well, and that's the thing: where he accepts where the science is leading him, even if it's not where he would really think to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's fine. So we all have to kind of. And accept that's hard, it. though. It is. Yeah. Listen, it, that's really hard to go against what you believe or, or your tendencies. I mean, that takes a lot of humility to kind of have to step back and say, "Well, shit, this is everything I've believed or have moved towards is wrong." Right. So and have to change that position. That's really hard to do for most grown. I was going to say grown men, but grown people, adults. <laughs> right. Listen. There yeah. are two people on this podcast, one of which, one of which, who would eat a lot of crow if it turns out that albino granite zebras were pure. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Oh, my. I'm not going to. Oh. Dear, oh, dear, you know oh, dear. Who, you know which one of us is that player in that mm. game. But somebody else who has 
more drive and more, I don't know, just willingness to do the research than me has done the work. And I cannot do them the disservice of ignoring their work just because I really want to make sure that Eric knows that fuck you, it's a mix. Like that's, I'm sorry. If the science comes out that these things are pure, these all these animals are the same freaking thing, mm-hmm. I have to accept that. And, and it, it might be weird, and it might mean that I have to cross a bridge where I breed my, my albino to a zebra. And Is that what it would take? That'd <laughs> be so freaking weird for me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that's the way it is. I need to accept that the science can and will change because that's the beauty of science is that as our intelligence or as our rationality or as our ability to investigate new things comes to the surface, we will learn new things and we need to accept that. If we don't accept that, we're become the flat earth herper where I want it to all be. (laughs) Yes. You know, and that's, and that's stupid. It's really dumb. It's really dumb to just be that way. So, if you really care about the species that you're breeding, you should know the latest nomenclature or the latest research that's being done on the species because you should probably plan breeding accordingly and figure that out. And yes, does that mean all the breedings you've done for the last 20 years have been hybrids? Yeah. I got... Sorry. Yeah. I got... I, I actually... I have three more grievances and they will be quick. Oh, but oh, so wait. But since I, you opened the I, gate, I figured I I, I was I gonna let it go. I felt very happy. But you you've got me fired up again. Three? But, but I these came back one. These are important. These are important. All right. All right. All right. To all the new herpers coming into the to the uh, reptile hobby, show some goddamn respect to the people that paved the way before you. Yes. <laughs> Damn it. If they're telling you not to do something, there's probably a reason why. It's not because they woke up and wanted to go to Facebook and tell you what to do and what not to do. You're asking advice. Somebody gives you advice. You don't like the advice, so you tell them to go fuck off. (laughs) It it was funny because I was asked today um, if I would ever breed a blonde Madagascar hog to a speckled Madagascar hog. Riley, what do you think about that? How dare you? Thank you. Don't, don't ever bring that up again. How dare you, sir? <laughs> How dare you, Blasphemous. sir? Traitors. Disgusting. <laughs> Here's number two. Good. For the older herpers that are out there, show some goddamn respect to the new people that are coming in because you were new once, too. And you asked questions, and you didn't know shit, and you were intimidated by those people as well. And somebody somewhere took you in and took you under their wing and showed you some shit and and sculpted you into what you are. So, God damn it, don't think that just because they're new that they don't know what they're talking about. Because you don't know the person. That's number one. You're just talking to somebody on Facebook. You don't know who they are or what they've done or whatever. You know, they could have kept monitors for 20 years and they just decided that they're going to change gears. And now all of a sudden they want to keep snakes and ask the simple question. And some asshole with the ego, going back to what Andy said, comes along and, and acts like an asshole. And that's sort of the problem. And then everybody gets painted with that brush of being an asshole when it's really not the case. I, right. I think that I've brought Eric under my wing of breeding so that I could teach him 
from my own knowledge and that you know he's grown a lot mm. over the years it's so. true story uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah well yeah. usually if i have a question you're the first guy i go to so okay. it's a true story <laughs> the problem is the questions are usually how fucked am I with this? Well, pretty bad. So <laughs> yeah. <it's... laughs> Here's my last final one. Okay. Stop breeding jo- carpet pythons to bowling pythons. Just stop. <laughs> stop. Oh, stop. Thank you. Stop it. Oh my god. Thank you. You can breed to. Usually I. You look. Can I add to that? Wait a minute. Usually don't, I don't, don't care. Don't the carpet to the maclots. No, like, no, no. That, I, I, I usually scary shit. Yes, I usually don't Thank care. You. I, I really don't. I really don't care what other people breed. But why? Why? Because you can't afford a female of a Boland's python, so you just want to. You're so excited about fucking breeding something that you have to breed it to something. How about just keep it until you have enough money to get a fucking female, and then you can breed it to a female and produce some Boland's pythons rather than making some hybrid bullshit that is just bullshit. Stop. Just stop, please. So, so. Question. And this is a question that I would normally not throw out there. Mm. But so I have two Maclox pythons that are of breeding age. Yeah. And I have one that is a Timor locality and one that is a Roddy Island locality. Yeah. And I put them together because I'm like, screw it. We'll just get Maclox pythons. Yeah, but Owen, they're Maclox pythons. One came from one side of the island. The other came from the other side of the island. I know, I know, I know, I know. And there are still Maclox pythons. No, no, but there are certain people, Eric Kohler, who will lose their effing mind. And I understand why. I understand. I do too. But I don't have any other female Maclox python that is of age to breed. Am I a horrible person? <laughs> no, I don't so, think so in that circumstance. But if you bred yes. it to a fucking Bowens pythons, yes, you would be a horrible person. You go directly to hell. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand that. And also, I remember that one hamburger. We're cursing a lot on the show, I noticed, man. I'm, sorry. I showed you the one, was it the Carplot? Yes, that's a yeah. scary snake. It is a scary snake. Because it, it looks, looks like just an, like a carpet python. It looks like an ugly carpet python. <laughs> it looked like an ugly jungle. <laughs> like, oh, dear God. Somebody could have passed that off as a jungle carpet. I don't I don't understand that stuff. It, it's like how people would breed the uh, green tree to the, to the rough scale, the, bat, the battle chondro. If, if it doesn't come out with keeled scales, what the fuck is the point? Just to say Why that you do did this? it. I, all right, whatever. But then you got an ugly carpondro or rough pond. Dro. Rup, what I don't. Would it be? A rough pondro? Rup pondro? Are we making up a new term? This I, happens I, I guess so. once or twice. I, I, I guess so. so. It, you're making an ugly ass bow, Condro. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> if it doesn't have the, the, the large head shield, if it doesn't have the keeled scales, what the fuck is the point of the animal? So, and if anything, it's just going to, like, I've sold uh, HCQs that have become. Jungle carpets, the mm-hmm. second after I sold them. So why do yeah. it? Yeah, unfortunately, that's something I think that is going to – you can't change that. And usually, like I said, I usually don't care about hybrid – like people can breed whatever they want. I'm not against right. carpondros and all that kind of shit. But for whatever reason, I don't know why, but the Boland's Python thing just pisses me off because it's just somebody that's like, I have to fucking breed this thing. Like you don't have to breed. It doesn't right. make you a better like reptile person because you bred something. Like 
Just but, keep it. Enjoy it. Who cares what anybody else thinks? You know. But I think that's the thing where it's like you get put on higher pedestal if you've read something that is difficult. Not breeding so, a Bolins to a carpet. You don't. Well, I, I understand <laughs> that because the Bolins by them people don't give a shit what you've bred your Bolins to unless it was another Bolins. Like that's just. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't understand that. But now for the more positive part of the show. <laughs> is everybody... Uh... It's, because, it's because it's a, a rare species that hasn't been established. Like if it was something yes. that has been like widely established and you know a good majority of people can get, and there's no like risk of losing them to the hobby in terms of like their pure natural state... Then it wouldn't be any different than somebody breeding a carpet to a chondro, but because it's such a unique and rare, hard to breed species, like don't don't stray off course, please. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well said. Much better than what I said. But here's the other part of it. It's like, you know, we should learn from our mistakes, right? And here's a mistake, and it's not necessarily a mistake that was made on purpose, but. You know, and this is why I focus with this with Scrubs and why when we were talking to Lawrence, I was asking him what his opinion was on this. Because not knowing the taxonomy, not knowing where these animals, if their locality is legit or not legit or whatever, you know, we're just sort of like throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks. Now, with Scrub Pythons, it seems that people sort of go for the phenotype. Right. And they sort of look, oh, well, this one looks like this one and this one looks like this one. So that's what I'm going to breed. Right. And usually they're, right. you know, this one looks like a sarong. This one looks like an Aru. This one looks like a Southern. This one looks like a Jaipura, et cetera, et cetera. And then they they go and they and they breed them. And, and that's fine. That's great. Um, and it seems like nobody yet that I've known has sort of you know, like stepped outside that box and took a Jayapur to a Southern, you know what I mean? Because they, they, I, I think the scrub guys know that that's been jacked up both in carpets and in chondros because, you know, back in the day, the carpets were just carpets and they just bred them together. Even with children's right. pythons, like back in the day, children's pythons were all under one thing. There wasn't Stimpsons and all this shit and Westerns and Easterns. Right. They just kind of put them together. So now you don't know if what, you know, you have to really really do your homework to understand whether or not what you're dealing with is exactly what you think you're dealing with. So to me, it's like, why would you make the same mistake? Like these animals tomorrow could be shut down from coming in from Papua New Guinea. And then what are you going to do? Because they're hard to breed. And now we have some of these animals that are floating around that could sort of pass for, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. They're kind of like in between there, but I definitely, they definitely could pass for some type of scrub. That's for sure. You yeah. know? So yeah. that's sort of why to me, that one is, is also significant that we shouldn't do. But now we move on to the superior Moralia. Yes. Yes. Well, let's, let's do that. All right. I mean, so what I've done is I've broken it down into five categories. Okay. Ease of care. Beauty, All right. ease of All breeding, right. toughness, or keep uh, or being able to withstand keeper error, and the last and final one is community support. Okay, okay. Carpets win. Yep. <laughs> actually, so actually, I think you there you go. Split, you Next. split it down to like bread lie win or diamonds win. No, so, I, I, I just went carpets, chondros, and rough scales. So ease of care. Carpets definitely take the cake here. Yes. Agreed? Yes. Riley? Yes. Listen, 
Listen, if 100%. my if my carpet python comes off the perch, I'm not immediately going to think it's going to die. If my chondro is on the ground, it's dead. Like I mean, <laughs> that's just how it works. Here's the other part of this that that yes. uh, you know I can't speak for Andy and Riley, but I know with me and you, Owen, we've kept yes. pretty much the entire genus that is available. Holy we have crap. kept yeah between well, the two of us, we have yes. kept every single Morelia that's available. And the species that used to be Morelia, except for Bolins, and I think that's yep. it. And Owen Pelly. And Owen Pelly's. If if we, you and I sat down, we'd cover most of the species of of uh, Australia and Indonesia. Yes. If we really kind of sat down. Yes. But um, at least the python species. But yes, you're correct. Right. Now, next is beauty. Mm. Now, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Right. However, for me, although I'm I love carpet pythons, I would have uh -huh. to say that GTPs have to have to win this one. Well, in, because in they have a lot of different colors: yellow and green, blue, correct, blacks. Also, you know, a red baby. Something about a red baby chondro is just really cool to me. And as they go through their color change, so I would say. Uh, GDP keys. Wow. GDPs win this one. Okay. So, what yeah. about you guys? What about you, Riley? Yeah, I agree. Carpets tend to have an ugly stage as babies, you know, even though we know what their potential is and we see it, you right. know. Um, Condros never had. Condros, no. They're beautiful from the moment they hatch and they never are ugly, not even in shed. Um, and you know, kept well, they're some of the most beautiful animals to, to have in a display. So yeah, you can't beat that. Okay. Andy. I'd like to file a grievance <laughs> for being put on the spot like this and having to accept and publicly agree. Damn it. Okay. All right. Well, it's still one point for carpets, one point for the carpets. This one point for the works. One four point for the conjures. Yeah. I used to like you guys a lot. <laughs> now, not okay. so much. Not so sure. Going so downhill. Sure. Don't right. worry. Don't yeah. worry. I think the carpets will pull through for sure on this. Uh, no Next one is yeah, Condros are gorgeous. Yes. Well, agree. Let's hold on. With the color change, Condros are yellow and red up until what point? Depends on the locality. Okay. So sometimes six out. months, sometimes a year. Yeah. All right, let's say a year. Carpet pythons are hatched and they're ugly gray and white for what, a year? Yeah. Less. So let's say you've bought that red baby from, I don't know, let's just throw out a thing, the sickness. And the sickness baby that you bought is red. And then after a year and a half, it goes green. It's about the same time when that carpet python you also bought will really start showing its good color. Are you changing your mind, Owen, on this one? I am changing my mind. So I am. Uh -oh. No, you're changing. No, 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 because you have, you have to take into account that there are still some carpets that will muddy up and get ugly. There's still some that get uglier. Mm -hmm. uh, that even after within the first year they're looking beautiful, they're looking great, and then the next year you're going, what the. F Freak just happened. Yes. Especially if some knucklehead breeds a pop into a bread lie. Oh, God. You know, you know, my... <laughs> my Gross. My mission in life is to breed a white lip to an Owen Pelly see, python. See, here's the thing. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Here's the thing. I, I want will this die a happy man when I make the white lip dough and belly button. <laughs> oh, I hate so. you right now. Yeah, um, I understand. You're not even paying attention to what no, I'm saying. No, I'm just trying to fast I, forward through what know, you just said I know. as I throw up in my mouth. Hopefully you didn't hear that on the mic. Um, I'm trying to be as honest as possible so that we can just put this to bed all right, and move all right, on. All right, all right, all right, all right. I get it. So, so, yes. so GTPs win for the beauty. Okay. Yes. Okay. Ease of breeding. Hands down. Oh, dear God. Carpet pythons. And here's why. Here's okay. why. They're, they're, they're super easy to breed, but the advantage that carpet pythons have that, that, that chondros don't, and I can't really say for rough scales, and maybe you'll be able to say this this year, but I doubt what you'll do it. <gasps> Carpets are the best python species at maternally incubating eggs. Hands oh, down, you don't even need an incubator to breed these things. That's okay. how easy they are to breed. I. I was semi-insulted until it was maternal incubation, correct. and then I understood where you were going. Correct. So you are correct. Right. I will not let her maternally incubate. Correct. So, I knew you would yeah. not. <laughs> Good boy. All right. Good job. Right. Anyway. So what do you say, Owen? Are you agree? I say yes. Um, ease of breeding. But I would say that the one thing that the chondros could claim against us mm. is that <laughs> us – claim anyway um, is that <laughs> chondros can breed year-round carpets have a specific season if you mess up or if you miss it you have to wait till next year yeah but if you miss it or mess up then you probably suck as a breeder because carpets are pretty easy to breed touche <laughs> my friend. that is an excellent that would be me. point yeah. that would be me the one that misses it <laughs> Oh, sorry, listen, Andy. Listen, I didn't. I didn't mean to. Uh, Andy. <laughs> Andy, no, listen. it's good, man. It's good. <laughs> like, like the last show. I have no idea what's going on with my own animals. I need Eric to come over to be like, yeah, that one's gravid, dude. Like that's how that works, and vice versa. <laughs> GTPs seem to have oh. issues with you know infertile eggs, and yep. they. F- they drop in there. They don't even know where to lay the eggs. They lay them in water bowls and you all kinds lock, of shit. You, you got to lock it in a goddamn tub in order for it not to kill the fucking eggs. Like, come on, man. This is you bullshit. Hands yeah. down, carpets win this one. What do you say, Riley? Agreed. I've done maternal incubation. It was the easiest thing I've ever done, so I didn't forget it. Correct. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Two points for carpets, one for chondros. All right, Nothing man. for rough scales. So... <gasps> Wait, we move on. I, no, I didn't know we were going against rough scales. I changed all my answers. <laughs> <laughs> Owen, roughies are in all these categories. They're, it's all three of them, dude. Listen, yeah. listen. We've had this on the show numerous times. Ease of breeding right? is not definitely the rough scales. Because I don't want to talk about those, this. Oh, right? Yeah. Okay. You've, you've my, had them for like 15 fucking years, and you still well, haven't really? read them. So. <laughs> do this right now in front of Riley. So. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you're afraid to breed them for whatever reason. I, I don't know why. But... To breed them <laughs> exactly. But you throw them. your carpets together in the middle of a goddamn <laughs> power outage, Fuck snowstorm. You don't even have the fucking incubator on and the eggs still hatch. Listen, if we're going to talk about people <laughs> Am I right? who don't properly set up incubators, Listen, why are you speaking? Dude, I'm just speaking. I have a I'm just project speaking because to the what? ease of breeding carpets. You can I have understand. the incubator off. 
and they still hatch. Yes. <laughs> if you even look at chondro eggs crooked, they just they fucking mold up and die. So, all right, all right. All right. All right. Next. All right. Next. Next. <laughs> Toughness. And uh, what I mean by that is that they are able to withstand keeper error and adjust to whatever conditions you throw at them, whether they're right or wrong. Fuck off. Bread lie win. Like, you know, I which don't is a carpet. Uh, uh, well, for the sake it. of this conversation, no. bread lie is a carpet. Stop it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stop we it. Can't, no. Stop it. <laughs> We can't break it all out. We're not splitters. We're lumpers. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we can't do this every single episode but this one that Bread Lie are not in carpet python. Dude, I'm trying to make this simple. You want to put a fourth I, no, one no, in no, here? No. All right. You fine, got carpets. Right. You got Sorry, condros. All right, all right, you got rough all right, scales. All right, all right, all right. Toughness. Carpets right. win. Hands down. Yes, carpets win. I mean, you can keep them... You could probably keep them in a garage for the for the winter, and they still would live. Well, what was it uh, at my mom's place? I didn't realize that when I turned the light switch off at the top of the stairs, I actually killed all power to my reptile room. Thank you for like two years, yep. and I had successful carpet clutches. Correct. So, yeah, whatever. They don't get rough. They don't really. I mean. You don't really see the uh, whole um, respiratory infection as much now as you true. do with chondros, in my yep. opinion. Well, and also chondros have things like impactions and prolapse, and, and if prolapse, the humidity's yeah. not right, they wrinkle and they f- oh, all kinds of shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, and then they eventually, every once in a while, they just turn blue. And I mean, nobody wants a blue snake. It looks like <clears throat> it looks like. That's what one, two. It depends on what Andy and Riley say, but it looks like carpets might be the winner after this one. But we'll keep going. What say you, well, Riley? Toughness. Riley. I think hands down that it's carpets. Thank you, sir. You get this. Too. And I'm basing my opinion on not ever having chondros. Yeah. Excellent. Next. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> don't yeah. Don't take this. Yes. Don't take this as um I'm not I'm not we're not bashing one species or the other. We're just trying to figure out which one is some a superior. People, some other podcast will Morality. make a decision. THP. We will. Yes, we will. We will. We will. We will since, we will alienate Since we are our... called Morelia Python Radio, I God think damn right. we're going to yeah. be the one. I mean, it's listen. Yeah, they won't agree with it, alienate, but it is what it is. We will alienate half of our listenership just to make a decision. Listen, Jake. Fine. Listen, Jake. What? This one's Jake. for you, buddy. This one is for you, right? Wait. You <laughs> seems like Jake seems what to be like Jake. See exactly back to my grievance uh, of that reptile podcasters not listening to other reptile podcasters. Shame on you! I'm shame our podcast. Shame. Uh, <laughs> one. Uh, that's good. All right, next community support. Um, I hate to be a dick here. I really, really you do. do. I really. But you're do. gonna. You, you're you're never a dick though. Do so. it. Uh, yeah, I've been a dick throughout the show, man. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> accept um, it and move on. It's fine. I, I gotta say, and I and this, this this may be a biased opinion. I will admit that wholeheartedly. But it seems to me that the Condro community seems to be a little elitist or snobby, where the what? carpets seem to be more of the slummy type of Moralia people. 
and they seem to don't care about anything and they just want to meet new people and people that share the same passion as they do. However, we accept like pretty much anybody that it, loves carpet pythons, but it seems like with the GTP together. I mean, oh, like, yeah, there is. if there was a get-together huh. around, like, June. No kidding, in Owen. In the Northeast. It's, you know, what would that be like? And, what and, would it be called there? And there's one on the West Coast. No, wait, there's two on the West oh, Coast. Wait, and wait. there's one in the South. And there's uh-huh. one in the Southeast. And there's yeah. one in the UK. I don't uh-huh. remember it being called GTP Fest or Rough Scale Fest. Or wait, Conjo Fest happened, but I think whoa, they couldn't whoa, get whoa, enough. Er, whoa, I don't whoa, think they Eric, could get enough Eric, people. Eric, Eric, What's that? Eric, what? Carpet Fest. Yeah, I'm getting is to that it. A thing? God damn it! You took my thunder, bro. Holy Jesus. shit! Carpet yeah. Fest is a thing, and here's You're another right. grievance that I want to put out there. <laughs> The original Carpet Fest was made for fucking carpet pythons. And I know this whole thing about how it's like, oh, it's for all reptile people, which it is. I'm not saying it's not. I welcome everybody. But the thing is, is like, don't lose sight of what it's about. It was about Morelia carpet python people getting together and talking shop. That's what it was about. I move on. Well, listen. So my community support goes to carpet pythons because of Carpet Fest. Yes. It doesn't need to be a thing where it's like we're we're doing this, we're doing that. I mean, we barely did an auction this past Carpet Fest, and it, we had a great time at Carpet Fest. Yes, and that's the whole point: is that hang out, talk out, do whatever. I got to meet Riley in person. Each other. I I did get to meet Riley in person. He's a lot shorter than I expected. Oh, oh damn. What, yeah. is, what what is what do you think you're like ten foot six or something I that am, everybody actually, in the fucking world yeah. is shorter than you? I mean, <laughs> he, he's just writing his own uh, his own Dude, story. If I can, if I can. beasts and hobbits and <laughs> yeah. short, regular sized people and regular tall sized people. Listen, if I can look over your head and see other people, you're not tall enough. So it's, okay. I mean, All right. are we on a dating app here? <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> Owen, Owen, look on the bright side, buddy. Yeah. I will exceed your expectations. Thank you, God. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally, someone my height. Finally, someone that reaches that that's right. Well, what, what say you, Owen? Community support. Do you have any thoughts? What are your thoughts? Is the only thing you got to throw out there is carp fest? That's all you're going to say is two words? That's it? I mean, that's all I can do. But anyway, uh, with, with community support, I would say that chondros are one of this weird thing where you have the wild-caught animals still coming in. So people who are interested in getting into chondros but don't want to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on, you know, mite phase, black this, blue that. Um, it's kind of one of those things where it might be difficult to get into, where you don't have really the poor man's green tree python unless it is a wild caught or farm hatched baby so that can be kind of something that can be a little daunting for some people mm-hmm. um other morelia like say carp pythons you have the 80 dollar, 50 dollar normal jungle coastal jungle coastal mix darwin mix whatever something to get you into what kind of jungle carpets are you buying man shut your goddamn hole that's what i'm buying. <laughs> right andy come on 
Yeah, I was about to say, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Where are you shopping? What the hell are you shopping? $80 jungle carpets? All right, go ahead. I said, if they're fugly, you know, they're $80. I mean, if they're if yellow, looks like shit. Hence why Condra's one for beauty. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. Listen, it's fine. But it's like there's 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 a way to get into certain other types of Morelia that might be harder to break into with GDPs. It's not saying you can't do it, but you will spend more money and it will be a little bit difficult because you'll go to a show and you'll buy an Aru. And I say Aru with like hand quotations because you don't know. Mm -hmm. But it will be harder to build a project based on that animal than other animals. And it will be harder to build uh, even a reputation built on those kind of animals. Like you could be, you could decide you want to do chondros and you want to be known for a ruse and you're only going to buy a ruse, but that'll be kind of hard to break into. And the other thing is that more wild caught animals or farm raised animals are going to keep coming in. So you're really not going to have anything to build up because I've constantly kind of told people that reptiles are quantity and quantity, whether you're going to have everything that people are looking for and sell, or you're going to have a specific type of animal that you do really, really well. And that's where you're going to sell. That's how you kind of have success with reptiles. Uh, it's really more difficult with chondros than it is with carpets. There's a lot of different avenues. You can go with carpet pythons, not so many with chondros and have success, or you could do it, but you're going to spend a lot more money with chondros. Mm. So, okay. Yes. All right. So your vote is for carpets. I see. I see. My vote is for rough scales. Always rough scales, regardless of what you say. <laughs> There's a community of three. There's you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a great fucking community. Me, right. Terry Burwell, <laughs> um, and Bill Stegall. Uh, Brett and oh, Bill Brett. Stiegel. All right. It's fuck. Well, there's awesome. five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and enough. we're fucking awesome. You are. You guys are awesome. I will give you that. You. You. You are awesome. Okay. Riley, you're, but, you're buttering me up because you want rough scales. I know what you're doing. It's a true story. Where do you keep, fall with this, Riley? Keep doing it. Uh, mm. I'm a wet carpet fast fan through and through. I have been for like five years now since I. Since I sort of figured it out and found it and then helped create one down in central California. So uh, brought birth to a, another chapter. So um, it would be a, a great disservice to, to my community to not give them the, the, the leading vote. So I'm saying carpet pythons. Yeah, you don't see a royal fest or anything like that. Goddamn you know? right. But um, Riley <laughs> is the dangerous thing where it's like we bring him into carpet pythons. And then through, like, leeching, he has got me into other animals that I never thought I'd be into because he's, like, really into them. So, like, I would not have ever picked myself to have all three types of Madagascar hogs. But having bought my first pair and then Riley, like, I think an hour after I bought my first pair. <laughs> At 9 Riley p.m. Had, like, Riley had, like, every yeah. single, like, paper and this and that all in my inbox and he's like this is what you need to know i'm like okay thank you right but like that led to Kribo, led to other things like that so it's like riley is one of those dangerous things where he gets into morelia but he also gets the morelia guys into other things that he's interested into wait like hold on he's yep. he's a morelia carpet guy 
that yep. is showing his community support to his fellow yep. carpet python people to uh-huh. show them species yes. that they might not be aware of, to yes. show them how cool that these other species could be. I didn't say it was a bad thing. I said it was a dangerous thing. Correct. Okay, because dangerous for my wallet. Right. I'm just trying to emphasize the point that it. Listen, you know, it's like Andy is going to be three episodes in, that he's going to be like, "So I need Karibo, right?" Like that's how that's going to go. Like I I needed Karibos for about a year and a half already. Good job. See, it's already happened. So yeah, it's happened. It's happened. I can relate 100 percent to exactly everything you're saying. And if Rodney's anything like Eric, he will give you that first taste, and then you will go a mile with it. Like, oh, yeah. Eric's incubator broke, and he gave me a Maclots python. And that led to every single Lyasis species I could ever think of being included <laughs> in my collection. So and then there you go. I found... An offer for a trio of blonde Madagascar hognos. You don't talk about from that. a you know post afterwards looking in hindsight a, a really you know shitty operation, but <laughs> they came in and what was done was done. But right. you know before Owen realized that after 9 p.m. and a few drinks and me sending him a couple hundred bucks to make it happen, <laughs> he, a, he had another species. <laughs> there is a rule now. If Riley messaged me after 9 p.m., I don't respond. Because it's a bad, <laughs> bad situation that I will spend money on. So right. if Riley's like, hey, dude, what's up? I'm like, fuck you, Riley. After 9 p.m., I don't want to ever respond. But <laughs> if it's like 845, I will be like, sure. And then like, it's fine. But um, it's it's one of those things where certain people will guide you into certain species and will kind of mold you in your <laughs> Herpticulture journey or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But certain people bring you into species that they're enthralled in or interested in or excited in. And if you kind of share their same beliefs, you'll get into that too. Like Eric just kind of had Maclots pythons. Like I almost think like I've jumped into Maclots pythons more than Eric ever has. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the way it is. That's just the way it is. Like, listen, Eric's had white lips. Mm-hmm. He does not – they're not on the same level that I keep white lip pythons on. Not for me, man. As far as Eric goes, exactly. This is the way it is. Not for but me. But we understand that. And, like, I'll give Eric rough scale pythons eventually. I will breed my rough scales and give Eric rough scale pythons. I hope it's this year. <laughs> I, I hope so too, buddy. But – I almost fear like I'm going to go over to Eric's house and be like, where are the roughies? Oh, they're in that drawer. And I'm going to like smack him. It's like, like, why are they not at a point of like, you know, honor or whatever the hell is what's wrong with you? How dare you take these away? Give me these back. It's like, it's just one of those things where certain people have different interests and it really just kind of goes with your collection. Mm -hmm. Um, I would never keep Papa one Python. Partially because I don't have the space for the fuckers. They're cool but snakes. But partially man. because yes. it's, it's I understand. Right. Yeah. yeah, sure. They're not in your wheelhouse. I got it. Yeah. Um, what about you, Andy? Where do you fall with the community support? Not to put you on the spot or anything. Well, <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. It's the point of the show. No. This no, is all in love, well, by the way. You know, Based on everything that, that's been said so far, my opinion may or may not be swayed. 
So if all it takes is to butter up Owen a little bit Go on. to get some roughies, then I'm going to say the rough scale community. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> do, I, do, but... do I need a rough? Do I need to butter you up just a little bit more? Or... You do because here's the thing. <laughs> You need uh-huh. to do you the carpet face. community, damn it. The carpet community. <laughs> Basically. I, I can't lie. I can't <laughs> lie. Basically, you have to do a podcast for about eight years for me to even consider giving you one rough scale. Oh. Yeah. Like, that's how that works. Like, Eric has put in a long game to get the rough scale by the like, yeah. Then there'll be I, 500 bucks. I've so just randomly right. given him snakes. That, yeah, just take it, bro. Slowly but surely, he's it. been like milking this shit. What are, to the point where I'm like, I guess I got to get like, it. Like, oh, yeah. What do I do with this stonewash bread lie? Just take it, man. You well, what did. about all these babies? Yeah. Just give me four. Oh, don't worry about <laughs> it. Like, yeah, I know. Black face white lip. But there's 27 of them. That doesn't matter. Just give me four. I just need a pair. It's like, you know, I just it, wanted a female. That's all. Oh yeah. He's been he's been slowly but surely working his way that he is top of the list. You know, of course the problem is that he gets to pick after I pick my holdbacks. And if I keep the entire clutch back, he's SOL. So it, yep. it, I guess then up. I'm gonna have to go to Nick. That's fine. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah, well, Eventually what I'm or maybe okay. Matt. Or maybe Listen, Bill, dude, you know. Whatever. Fucking Romulus was my male anyway. So whatever. Buy from Nick. It's uh, my boy anyway. I, I would prefer to support my local herper, but, you know. Oh, that's how we're going to do this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So clearly, carpet pythons are the superior yes. Moralia. So. Yes. Sorry, guys, for all you Chondro people out there. It's just, it is what it is, man. You're you, still you have, anyway. Thanks. You have the beautiful hot girl, but you just don't have it all. You know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes that beautiful hot girl is a bitch. You know, I mean, well, it's just sometimes that's oh, how it works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Listen, that's well, how, it is. how would you guys feel if your snake turned blue? Like, when it was laying eggs, and you're like, "Holy crap, that's awesome looking!" And then it turned green again. I would, would be upset. Suck. I would be kind of pissed geez. too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a cool blue animal, and then it turns green oh, again. Geez. Fuck you. Right. You Bastard. know. Okay. It's anyway, like next. hey, it's like when our ladies get dressed up for a nice night out. Sure. And then yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I, it's all good. I've been told I'm to be happy with her in sweatpants or death will befall me. So I'm going to just, you know, listen. If you're happy I, I with her my in, wife in sweatpants yeah, and, and a hoodie dude, and chilling me, out. Me too. Yes, I would my, agree. My, my wife is why I have retics. So I'm just going to be quiet and keep going. Ooh, yeah. what did we just hit All on right. here? Look at this little nugget of info. Just drop the, <laughs> what? The w. Uh, he I, just dropped the W word. All right, so listen, let's do the year listen. in review, Owen. How was your 2019? <laughs> in my 2019, I was probably, before anybody kind of gets to know, uh, engaged. So we'll just go from there. And uh, Well, yeah. I'll drink to that. Congratulations, sir. Thank you very much. Right. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, my future wife and co-owner of Rogue Reptiles is a beautiful woman who actually got me my first carpet python at the age of 18. Full circle. Community again. There yeah. you go. Bringing oh. lovers together. Carpet pythons for the win. Boom! 
Yep. That, yep. that was it right there. That's I just, know. That is the seal. That's right. Boom. If, if, if not for her, I would not be doing anything that I am doing currently. So mm. that is why I will. Thank you, uh, Melissa. Thank, thank you. you very much, Melissa. <laughs> so, um, without does she her, listen? Not even, uh, she does not listen, but I will tell her to uh, because she'll probably get a kick out of this episode. Yeah, she probably um, will. <laughs> but, uh, then I, w- be- I won't say what I was about to say. <laughs> I so she'll be moving up here in. Uh, June because she's kind of working down in Florida. Okay. And we'll be combining everything, in which case you can finally start working on those retics that I've just been feeding. I've been working on their temperament or like handling abilities. Oh, They're boy. a-holes. So, but she wanted them. Fuck it. Whatever. They're pies so, too, right? <laughs> uh, what? They're pies too, right? The which male is, is pot. That's like the pied. worst retic, isn't oh, it? Isn't God, it? Yeah, dude. they're evil. Yeah. The male is pied, the female is a head. Whatever. She wanted them fucking happy. Whatever. Happy wife, happy that, life, right? Exactly. Mm. Problem is, is, she goes and she talks to Casey Cannon at the last uh, Daytona show, and she's like, I want ring pythons. I'm like, you are a dangerous, evil person, and I love you. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Owen. I, I want rings. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it down on the table. If Go you ahead. produce rough scale pythons, I will give you my ring pythons <gasps> for a pair oh, of the rings. Oh dude. There you go. I'm how's that? Wow. How's that for some incentive? They're some together. incentive. Sorry, Nipper. I mispronounced Wait, the word again. Say that one more time. <laughs> incentive. <laughs> I heard it once. It's fine. Nipper just killed another hooker. <laughs> how, many, how many great hookers have for, to for that word? I don't. I think it may have been a family band or something, dude. Oh my god! <laughs> he just ran somebody over in the street. Yeah, yeah, random. That was random. That yeah. that was a hell of a word. You know, Damn. It's, how many British hookers have to die because of this show? Oh, I mean, clearly about a hundred. I mean, dear God. Okay. So now that we've established that, let's move on. So here we go. The year in review, and this will yep. be, uh, you know, we have a series of, I think it's like maybe 10 questions or whatever, and we'll oh, go yes. around and we'll answer these up. questions. It. And, um, yeah, it's just about 20, 2019, what your thoughts were, some of the highlights, Good. all that kind of stuff. So For once in the show's history, I did the questions. Did you? Except. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Oh, boy. There's hope for us all. All right. <laughs> so the first question is, what was the highlight of your 2019? I'm going to go first. The highlight for me, obviously, was finding an Owen Pelly Python. Yes! Not just finding an Owen Pelly Python, but finding it in the, in the way that we did. And then yes! being able to hang out with Gavin Bedford and have dinner with him. And then he took us to see a Darwin carpet as yes! he found it. Where he did the studies that he did in his paper, and yeah, you read. Yeah. he pulled out a a young what was it a year old Owen Pelly Python that we a got to hold. Old. Yeah, uh, it, dude, how can you beat that? I, I agree because you know the whole thing of us being in Australia with you know the fact that you lost your fucking phone and that was the reason we were even in the area further. Beyond what we were expected to be. Told you we'd find that fucking snake, man. I I told you. (laughs) And Mm. I remember because I was behind Keith. 
when he looked up and found the Owen Pelican Brothers, and you and Rob were ahead of us. Yeah. So when he looked up and he's like, Snake, I'm like, holy shit. And what else could it be? Dude, from that moment on, everything about that trip was insane. Yes. Because it was finding it. It was seeing it. It was getting it. It was getting the pictures. It was getting the right head angle. It was, holy crap, we found it. Like, this was a shot in the dark. This was a, we're probably never going to see this animal, but we're in the area, so why not freaking try? Mm-hmm. So to get it is ridiculous, number one. Number two, it, it it kind of all sums up with when we left the Owen Pelia python and we kind of walked to that little crevice where we found the brown snake. And we all just kind of let it out. Like we started jumping around. We started screaming. We started hugging. Like, it was yeah. just nuts. We were like, like giddy school kids, man. Oh, my God. That was like a highlight. It was like my adrenaline was pumped. It was like this is insane. Yes. People from like National Geographic have gone to this place in hopes to run into this animal and have struck out. People who have written books and done a ton of ecological stuff have never run into this animal. And we fucking found it. Like that was ridiculous to me. So it was insane. So yeah, that would be my highlight of 2019 was the fact that we even, as sick as I was, as crappy as I felt being on that mountain and seeing that animal was the highlight of 2019. 100%. Yep. Who wants to go next? Riley? Riley. What was your highlight? Um, being on NPR. Fun. Next. <laughs> fun. All right. No. All right. Cool. Uh, mine, mine was uh, hatching out one live Madagascar giant hawk. Yes. Mm, yeah. Good job, man. That's I good. want her. Like, if, dude, if you were to call me tomorrow and be like, dude, I fucking hate this thing. I'm going to send it to you. I'd be like, here's my address. Like, <laughs> it, she's she's chill. She eats frozen thawed uh, fuzzies, no sweat. Wow. Bitch. That's if cool. only yeah. she's just an asshole. Like, I want her to be no. annoying enough to you that you want to get rid of her and no. send her to me. Like, ugh. Not yet. It's too cold to send anyone anywhere anyway. So yeah, she's such a cool animal. Like it's yeah, it's chill. funny because I mean, like I bought the babies that I bought that were captive hatched, mm-hmm. and like I remember I, I texted Eric that I got them, and then about two hours later you were like, "You got captive hatched." I'm like, "Weird how Riley found out." About that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it is so cool because you. You took it the next step further. Yes, I got captive hatched. You bred them. You got captive born and bred. And what really kills me is that you were like, hey, dude, do you want me to send these to you? And I'm like, nah, I don't have any space. And then you bred them. And I'm like, fuck. Like, I should just let Riley send them to me. So yeah, there was, there's, a, there's a guy locally to me, a friend of mine, who came over and looked at him. And the first thing he said is, oh, I'm going to tell you right now, these are not for me. And he looked at him, and I showed that that was literally like a week before she laid eggs. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that sucks. Wow. Uh, so it's he, so cool. he like came over to check him out to buy him. So, well, it's so cool that you actually had that experience with them, and that you had that success with them. I mean, because mm-hmm. I'm trying to breed the speckleds, I'm trying to breed the blondes. Uh, my Adults, my my giants aren't even big enough yet, but 
hopefully soon, I would love to include this species with uh, animals that I've bred. So uh, more power to you. I hear the blondes and speckles are harder. Fuck. Really? Yeah, I hear they're a little bit harder to breed because supposedly uh, the, the different part of the island they're from, it's a little bit different. You might have to get them cold. Oh, good, because I've been freezing them. I put them into it. Good, because I've been worried about that. Um, I put them in the same brumation as my uh, Vietnamese Blue Beauties, my Cow Kings, my Corn Snakes. So right they, get, yeah. they get much colder. Yeah, there's uh, there's parts of Madagascar that uh, get into the 40s and 60s, like in that range uh, at night. So I am they glad get we cold. Have, I'm glad we have Riley on because he can then kind of just help me solidify with what I'm doing. Will not kill my animals. So <laughs> oh, there you go. That's fine. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Andy? What was the highlight for you for 2019? Uh. Definitely, for sure, producing my first litter of Dumeril's boas. I love Dumeril's boas. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. So much that uh, being able to – oops, sorry for that. That's my, my incoming beer son loading me up here. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that was an amazing experience. I missed every freaking signal I can possibly miss. It was an incredibly unexpected litter, and um, so it was it – was, amazing experience and at the same time a whole bunch of heartache but it was a great learning experience because most of the litter was a train wreck but i still got two i was actually holding two of them tonight while just listening and chatting with you guys up i have them here right next to me which is pretty awesome so yeah that is 100 percent highlight of 2019 for me that's awesome that's a cool species i do like that oh I, i love them i love them yeah, the the next question was kind of the same, but I guess you you guys already answered this because the highlight of your 2019 was the same thing as you did for your breeding. But Owen, do you have a highlight for your 2019 breeding season? Yeah, the sixty uh, something slugs that I got this year. Thank you for bringing them up. <laughs> That's you should have waited for the biggest disappointment. Oh, I'm sorry. That'll probably be actually the uh, uh, the highlight was the um, the headstone washed. Okay. Uh, bread lie. All right. Because, you know, I've produced bread lie several times, but this is like the actual one of a morph. And this is a project that, once again, I blame you for mm-hmm. because I was getting ready to actually turn down to be like, I just need 1.1 bread lie. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, hey, my both <laughs> my stonewash both turned out to be males. Take this one. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, I guess I can't. <laughs> So uh, to get them and to get that clutch, I, I, I had such a shitty year this year with the uh, slugs. To actually get that one viable clutch of some really good-looking animals was really cool for me. So uh, that would be the highlight of 2019 breeding season. Okay, so this was mine. My yep. highlight was... Your gelatins. Yes, and I'll yep. tell you why. <laughs> because... For the longest time, this was the holy grail of carpet python localities. And like a lot of people, and this surprises me to no end. Everybody talked about them when you couldn't get them. 
And now that they're here and available, nobody cares or nobody wants them or whatever. Maybe they're too expensive. I don't know. But it's just crazy Dude, but to me. that's how it works. I know. Like- I know. But it's just it's to me for the – and maybe it's just me that thought it was the holy grail of carpet python localities. I don't know. But here was the cool thing about that clutch in particular was that I went to Julatin in Australia in 2018 – Right yeah. as that breeding season came about, and found not one but two gelatin carpet pythons yeah. on the road to see them in the wild. It was the first carpet python I ever saw in the wild, and then to come back home and produce them and have them hatch out in my incubator, just priceless. It was just awesome. I mean, you're, you're and those are hot too, by the way, bud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those man. are so hot. I had a chance. Uh, not to not to hijack what you were just no saying, man go but, for it uh, basically like uh, I want to say this was about a year and a half ago maybe almost two years ago when I was talking with Nick about those gelatins that he had available and it was a very short amount of them that a uh, uh, small amount of them that were going to be available and I was about thirty days away from closing on our home and I was legitimately thinking about. Would I rather have a house or would I rather have some gelatins <laughs> in my collection? <laughs> that is a dangerous Nick, way of thinking. Uh, yeah. Nick, Nick and I were on the phone for three hours. I left my office to talk to Nick for three hours. We were going back and forth, and I went, shit, Nick, I got to get back to you because I, I, I'm legitimately trying to figure out, like, which stocks I can sell so that I can get some gelatins <laughs> in my collection. And uh, That's awesome. Well, we're we're here and I still don't have any. So congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. on. I, I went with I went with the house. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a good move. I mean, <laughs> that's the dangerous part of talking to Nick. I called him once about Yes. You know, yes, Exanic I called him once about an Exanic Jag and I got an Exanic Jag and uh an albino and a head albino and I'm like, shit, how'd that happen? Right. So like, you know, it's one of those things where you just gotta know what you're getting into. But yeah, I should have ignored his phone call because I was really tempted. <laughs> yeah, really tempted. They're cool snakes, man. Very, I very mean, cool. And, and also, Eric's trip to Gelatin was the his, the uh, his second favorite trip to Australia because I wasn't there. So true story. True story. Thank you. True I know. Yes. Yeah. Inflate my ego yes. more. All right. Yep. All right, so the next question really, I mean, I don't know if you get, maybe you can just say your favorite for Andy and Riley, but um, for you, Owen, you better have your top three guests or shows that we did in 2019. I do. You want me to go first? I'll go first. Go ahead. Go ahead. My first one was Stan Chiris. And the reason is, is because he was kind of an old school herper that, you know, wrote this diamond python article on breeding diamond pythons which was kind of controversial and really is kind of i guess today is kind of like incorrect but but the point that like he was one of the people that sort of started the idea of like being able to breed this species that was next to him possible to breed back in those days because nobody understood right. how to breed them so to be able to talk with that guy and just, you know, the stories that he talked about and everything, to me, it was just, that was just awesome, you know. And I think 
Andy and Riley, the thing that you guys hopefully will get to experience when you're doing this podcast stuff is the people that you get to talk to. Like you would never be able to talk to these people in any other way, but then you get to talk to them because now you're doing this podcast and then you're interviewing them and then, you know, you kind of like, it's, it's kind of cool, you know? Um, my next one was Jake Manny. And Jake is a, uh, he lives in Australia. Um, he works at, um, what does he work at? The re- uh, Australian uh, Reptile Park. Um, something like that, yeah. And I hope that's right. Um, but we talked to him about the Owen Pellies and we talked rough scales and, you know, find him in the wild and all that kind of stuff. To have that kind of information and that kind of insight is just freaking phenomenal. And we talked to him right before we left and it really inspired you know, got me excited about the trip and everything, and he was just an awesome guest. And the last one was one we just did was Lawrence yeah. um, with the scrub pythons. I, I don't know what it was about. I, the guy's data is just on point. Like, this guy is just paying attention to his snakes. And for somebody to come along and, like, not really be into scrubs for more than a couple years and be breeding them, um, right. It's pretty impressive to me. And I just really enjoyed talking with him. So that was my top three. Go ahead, Owen. Uh, for my top three, I would say that Nipper Reed is one of my top ones just because of the, uh, his accent. And, what? His accent? Yeah. Oh. Number one. <laughs> but, uh, the time and effort he's put into documenting all uh, the animals that he's found on the field herping is really cool. Yes. Uh, counter along the same side would be uh, Zach Baez because he's gone like all these different cool places and seen all these really cool animals. Um, and also we had Mike Curtin on like in 2019, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's really cool to kind of talk to the old guys. Yes. The old school guys have been there for this long. I mean, uh, to enjoy that kind of stuff. And then uh, Mike Arnold, just because he's funny as shit, um, was a good one. And then uh, Adam G uh, was, was another cool one. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where he's like, he's been plugged into the herpticulture uh, and the hobby for so long that he's seen so many really cool things gone through and in and out of uh, uh, what he's worked with Dave Prada. And it's just really kind of cool to see that kind of stuff. So, okay. yep. Cool. Good list. They were definitely in my uh, shows that I was like uh, back and forth with. Riley, did you have a favorite show of 2019? Uh, uh, It's probably the last time Nick was on. It's just I remember laughing ridiculously, but also being very engaged the whole time. And Nick's just a funny dude. And he went real cutthroat in that episode on a few (laughs) topics. And it was... He was fired up on all cylinders, and man, was it good. So that was that was my standout one. Okay, cool. Andy, I don't want to put you on the spot. Maybe <laughs> don't make me say shame oh, no. to you, man. <laughs> hey, I actually have top three. I'm surprised that Riley only has one. I'm oh. calling Riley out. I'm like, oh. dude. <laughs> oh, we're doing three? Yeah, you can do three. I I, I didn't want to put you on the well, spot. You didn't if give you didn't... him an option, though. You didn't give him an option. <laughs> Do you have two more? Uh, uh, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So not not to not give Riley credit, but actually that one uh, episode with Nick was really good for me too to just listen to the way that he talked about the egg management and one line 
that he said, man, was really important was if there's not really a purpose for the pairing, then why the hell are you doing it? Or something along those lines. I'm right. a few years in now, so I can't really quote it directly. But that was an awesome episode. I love the episode with Nipper. Uh, that was really cool. He just reminds me of somebody, for me, not including the accent, with somebody I've herped with when I was in my teens. Like, that's somebody I'd want to be out in the field with and with a hook and yeah. just listening to just that wisdom while we're just out walking. I don't know, man. I just envision walking with that guy somewhere in the middle of nowhere, just like, <laughs> yeah, just shut your mouth and listen. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Um uh, and it was funny as shit, too. That was a, such a great episode. So good job on that one. And then, obviously, this one. This is the best episode of the entire year for you guys. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, the next one is, um, oh, well, here we go. What What was the biggest thing you learned in 2019? Like, the biggest takeaway that you had that, that you learned with uh, keeping or breeding reptiles? For me... Um, again, I'm going back to um, now being in another part of Australia and seeing how truly awesome Australia is and the animals that we all love come from and how hard of a life that they have. I mean, it is hard in the Northern Territory, man. It is a rough life. So um, it just made me rethink you know, the whole idea of like how... Sometimes I think we think these animals are so super sensitive and being in that environment and seeing what they actually have to go through on a daily basis is, uh, it really made me, uh, just take a step back and, uh, have a different understanding of it. Owen? Uh, I would say mine is do not chase a Northern Brown snake in the bush <laughs> of Australia. Smart man. That's a good one. Yep. Yeah. That'll only, yep. that'll only get you man. in trouble uh, with uh, the future wife. And uh, when you ask her, and you, when she asks you what you did for the day, and you go, oh, I chased a brown snake, and she replies with, you chased the second most venomous animal on the continent, and you realize that now you've, you're in trouble and you don't know how you got here or how to get out of it, it's an uh, interesting kind of a place. But I would say that would be the one thing I've uh, taken away from 2019. Okay. Riley? For me, I just had a re-emphasis of student of the serpent with Madagascan hogs. I mean, it just really came down to paying attention and not paying attention in some instances. And just like I was paying too much attention to them and they were freaking out so i put them together and left them alone and ignored them and that worked and it was sort of like some body language that told me they were stressed out more separated than together which prompted me to put them together in the first place and then it sort of ended up being a little bit of benign neglect to lower their stress levels and it ended up resulting in at least one live baby so um that was kind of uh just a re-emphasis of that student of the serpent sort of point we all reiterate you know sure very cool okay andy i just realized that i was on mute um (laughs) (laughs) god dang i need to not drink when i do podcasts okay point taken never mind that's what he learned for 2019 right that's what i learned there you go no uh 
I, I would say that um, I, I know this is, I don't know, this is, it sounds probably kind of stupid, but I'm kind of hard on myself when it comes to my keeping and when little things go wrong, I, I tend to really overthink it and uh, really beat myself down over that kind of shit. And I really need to just stop doing that. So um, for me this year, you know, having basically two Doomerals litters that went bad at the end of the day, I have two killer animals and trying to look at things a little more positive in my own keeping, I think for me, um, you know, taking that positive step forward mm-hmm. and and go with those strengths. Don't focus on all the negative shit. Don't focus on all the things that are going bad. You know, hey, here's a strength. Build that up. Keep working on that positive stuff. So for me, that's that's probably the biggest thing I learned this year. Okay, cool. That's very good uh, advice. Um, all right, so the next one is... What is your favorite either reptile podcast or YouTube um, that you uh, listen to? Um, for me, I'm going to go with YouTube. And I, I, I watch this show, and it's Cold-Blooded Cousins. And the guy's name is Steve Tucky. Um, and basically, it's these two guys that just basically hurt Australia. And it's just badass. It's just really, really cool. I mean, they find tons of different species, and it's it's awesome. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend checking it out. So, what about you, Owen? Owen, uh, I would say port- <laughs> I would say port port city pythons is my favorite. Oh, okay, your favorite. All right, fair enough. Nothing to that, and you don't want to add any more? That's just your favorite? <laughs> no, I think that's good. Okay, fair enough. Moving on. <laughs> Riley? <laughs> uh, honestly, the one uh, that I gravitate to the most and find myself listening to the most is your guys' show. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm on it right now <laughs> right. or anything, but like, seriously, like, yeah, I listen to yours the most, it's just got the most species variety discussion. So cool. All right. Yeah. Cool. 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 Andy. Well, in an effort to not inflate egos, <laughs> I'm not going to go with Morelia Python radio. Okay. Those guys, yeah. they have, Pretty big egos already. They can be kind of snobby. So, yeah, it's a true story. Yeah. You know, just a little bit every <laughs> little once in a while. Bit, yeah. 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 The Herpetoculture podcast, I, I'm really digging their vibe and, and their uh, their bond and rapport together. I think it's, it's funny. And um, so I've been listening to them. Um, just recently, I just and I, I just started listening to them maybe like a month ago. I've been listening to you guys for years, so you guys don't count. I, I'm not gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Guys, you, no, no. Forget you guys are in the back burner now, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Jacob and Justin over there. Yeah, they do a good job, man. They do. They do. They do. Yeah, they job. do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So here's here's a here's one. Who's your favorite reptile personality of 2019? And here's mine, Keith McPeak. And 
where I came to this realization was when we were in Australia together. Um, the guy's enthusiasm and just his overall knowledge of reptiles and animals and just just blew me away and i was so impressed and it's kind of like what you were saying andy with the the whole thing with you know herping with nipper and it's like yeah i just shut up and listen to what the guy says and it was just i was i was really impressed with with keith and uh i don't know i think he brings that student of the serpent and, you know, and plus he's been around for, you know, it, it's almost like he seems like he should have an ego that's huge. But at the same time, like this guy has been with, you know, he's he's with been with the Barkers. He's bred all these different species. And like, you know, he's been around forever. He was in the Daytona in the heyday. He's he's kind of like the blood python guru. And like, I don't know, just he you never would know that. With just hanging out with him. So he's an awesome guy. So, Owen? I would say that it's uh, kind of hard to pick one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so I was just going to throw in the uh, entire Reptile and Chill guys, all three of them. Because <laughs> um, they not only do, like, a really cool thing with the podcast, but they also do a lot of support for... Uh, mental health and a lot of other things like that. So I would say they're a bunch of really cool guys that I would like to, you know, throw my weight behind. So uh, I pick those guys. Yeah, they. I do enjoy their show a lot. Yeah, a whole lot. Um, Riley, I would say Dan Maleri. Um, Ooh, always choice. been a stand-up dude. Always been a good role model as far as his. Uh, uh, public portrayal of himself and always well-spoken guy and has, you know, never done me wrong with any animals I've acquired from him and just, yeah, always been a, a help and a good good person in my opinion. So uh, this year he definitely, you know, at the start of the year set me up with those baby poplins. That was so long ago. They're not babies anymore, but, um, you know, they're not the first things I've got from him. And then over the year, I've definitely communicated with him a couple times and, um, you know, we're going to try and have him on, on the reptile room podcast. He's offered to come on. So, um, nice. We'll have that at some point as well. And, uh, but yeah, he's just a really awesome guy. So he gets my vote. Cool. All right. Andy. This is going to sound cheesy as shit, but I'm going to vote Riley. He's my boy, man. And, and him, he puts himself out there with YouTube and stuff and, and he has a lot of great conversations with the community, and, and I think that uh, for me personally, just as a, you know, he's more a friend than he is uh, in in the reptile community per se. Um, I value that more over reptiles, and being able to have somebody to look up to and be able to ask questions about stuff and and, and get that knowledge back without being judged. Like, what do you mean? Why don't you know the answer to that question? I think that means a lot to me. Um, so, yeah, my boy Riley. Cool. All right. I like it. Um, Much appreciated. Thank you. There you go. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. What do you want to change about your reptile room in 2020? For me. Oh, shit. For me, <laughs> it's to finish the other half of the room and try to like really use technology to my advantage 
um, and, you know, like try to have more stuff that's, uh, you know, um, whether it be I can watch stuff from 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 my phone or I can change temperatures or see what's going on in an incubator or any of those things. It's just trying to upgrade all that stuff uh, to have, uh, you know, top-notch stuff, so to speak. So, Owen? Uh, I would probably be to finish up the projects that I have already started. Okay. So black face, white lip, gold face, white lip, a few things that I need to pair up still, um, would be kind of the only thing I want to change. I do have to add a few more cages, but that's about it. I think. Okay. Riley. Um, I've got uh, a rack that I need to get set up and a, a cage to swap out in a stack. And I want to move some animals into some larger cages and, and do a little bit, um, I don't know, a little bit more engaging setups for them. But uh, I want to finish the planned rearrangements for my room and then uh, get cameras in here just to be able to watch animals at night and, and observe them. Because this year I want to do some more maternal incubation study and I'd be curious to see if I can see anything uh, worth capturing on video as well. So I'm going to try and look into that too. Cool. All right. Andy? Your show is not long enough for the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Man, 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 man. That is a loaded question though. That's what sucks, man. I, I, there's a lot. I have a lot to do. So just I have a detached snake room from the house it's dedicated like it used to be a storage shed so i i am like about 80 percent done with the insulation on the room so yeah that's number one priority and the next thing is finish the insulation uh, on the walls and on the ceiling (sighs) there's so much eric that's like (laughs) that should be an entire episode that should be an entire episode i have so i have an incredible wife uh, she wants the cage stacks in our master bedroom because she likes the LED mood lighting and all of that stuff. You know, what, however you want to take that, that's fine right. up there for whoever's <laughs> listening. So she wants she wants cage stacks in the master bedroom, and then that way anything that's in the reptile room is just racks. So that'll be the the primary focus for 2020 is finish the room with the insulation, the walls, get the cage stacks upstairs, which require me to finish the flooring upstairs first before I move cages up there. So that's it. I'll keep it short and sweet, man, but there's a whole hell of a lot more there behind that. Sounds like a reptile room podcast episode that you're going to have to. It sounds uh... expensive as hell. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's, let's be honest. This, yeah. this, is, this be is expensive as shit. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, and then the last and final question, uh, Owen, you kind of hit this already, but it's like, what are you, are you, are you looking to add anything to the collection animal wise in 2020 for me, right. for me personally, I think I would love to add, um, I would love to just top off the Australian Python, um, collection. Um, and I need, uh, blackheads i would love to add those back again um i would love to add some pygmies back again 
some wheat belt uh, Stimpsons, um, and I think uh, <laughs> if somebody produces them in 2020, Gamma Range Carpet Pythons, uh, that kind of was a disappointment for me in 2019 because things didn't work out, but there's always 2020, so we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, that would be, and obviously rough scales, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, for me, you? just the white lips. I just I, I hate having lone males just laying around. I I need to complete the project. So uh, mainly just the white lips, and then anything else that catches my fancy. So gotcha, Riley. Any additions? Uh, only thing I would really go for would be uh, inlands. I need inlands. I was gonna try and do that this year, and it just didn't work out. And then. Uh, I would like to get a couple more certain uh, dark lines of Papuans from some certain (laughs) folks. Right. I got you. Fair enough. Yeah. Hopefully they produce. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Andy? Brettles. Brettles. Okay. I need some Bradley in in my life. Do you not have them currently? I don't know, I don't, no, I've, no, I've never had them. I don't know why. I've always wanted them, and I just have never jumped on the opportunity to do it and just been focused on the jungles and the coastals. And, and I've, as soon as I get that cage stack upstairs and I'm going to have some space, you best believe it's going to happen. Nice. Very cool. All right. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, for the questions uh, for the year review, I mean, I think overall 2019 was a was a good year for me. Um, I didn't really have a whole lot of uh, reptiles hatching out, which is fine by me. Um, but the whole thing with Australia, um, and in 2020, I'm looking forward to going to Western Australia and hopefully find some imbricata. So that's where I'm looking. Um, so. Uh, I don't know. What else do you guys want to hit on? I think that's kind of where we're at the end, right? Yeah. yeah. That's it. Look out for Reptile Room Podcast 2020. That's it. Yeah, man. Okay. Cool. Um, I guess, Owen, we will uh, close this out, and we won't see anybody until 2020. So here we go. Um, so Thanks, guys. Yeah, absolutely. But first, where can people, like, do you guys have, do you have Instagram, Facebook, can yeah, they find you guys? For the podcast. Yeah. yeah, for the podcast, we've got Reptile Room Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Andy's working on the website right now. Cool. Um, so that'll be uh, – the podcast will be available through all the major platforms like anything else. And then uh, for myself, just Riley's Reptiles on Instagram and Facebook. And Yeah. Cool. Oh, and YouTube, I guess, under just Riley Jimison. Gotcha. Yeah. Andy? So the – podcast will be on reptileroompodcast.com uh we're going to be getting that hooked up so that you can stream all of the episodes through there and see other content and uh show notes etc and then for myself uh just andy ray reptiles uh on facebook and area reptiles on instagram and yeah man thank you so much for having us that's been awesome so absolutely long time fan yeah absolutely um yeah i mean I think it's awesome that you guys are doing it in any way that we can help you guys. You just or just let us know. We'll do whatever it takes to uh, to help you guys. Uh, so whatever you need. We appreciate it. 
Yeah, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So, thanks for having us on. Thanks for thanks for all the love as always. Thanks for another good year, and we look forward to twenty twenty of another killer year of NPR. Yeah. And the yeah, we're gonna kick your ass at the mm-hmm. podcast game. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Bring it. <laughs> oh man. Hobbit's Oil back. wrestling is on. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Slip and slide races. Uh, thank God Owen's tall. I can go up on his shoulders. You think you can handle that, Owen? <laughs> I can. I can figure it out. Okay, yeah, we're good. <laughs> Built racing All right. down the hill in the backyard, Eric. <laughs> awesome. Ride the dash hound. That's it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Cool. All right, guys. All right, man. Thanks for hanging yeah, out with have us. A good one. Well, have yeah, a nice holidays. Thanks. Yeah. All right, guys. Have, have a good night. You too. Later. All right. All right, so we're closing it out for 2019. Yep. This is the end. We won't be back until the f- 2020. 2020, first week of January. Uh, we will be joined by Terry Burwell, and we will be talking diamond pythons and rough scale pythons. It should be uh, really, really cool. Um, I'm sure there's other species that Terry keeps that we'll hit on, rhino rats, all that kind of stuff. But the main two that we're going to be talking about will be diamond pythons and uh, rough scale pythons. So, Owen, get some notes together, some questions you might want to yep. ask. You'll be right in the mix of breeding right then, so he's going to walk you through it. That's why I set it up that way. That's hint, hint. <laughs> um, for us, Morelli Python Radio, you can follow us on MoreliPythonRadio.net. If you want to email us questions, comments, you want to air some grievances, info at MoreliPythonRadio.com. Um, as far as any promotions that we got, the uh, I want to throw this out there, the International Herpetological Symposium. Um, don't forget, it's going to be in Atlanta, Georgia from 617 to 620. Um, and, uh, that's where the bones round table is going to be at. And, um, yeah, it's going to be very, very cool. Keith's going to be talking and Lawrence, we found out Lawrence is going to be talking. Ari, there's, there's a, there's an awesome lineup of, of, uh, of speakers and, uh, it should be really cool. Um, yeah. And, uh, for our, speaking of Ari, uh, go show him some love, give him some support. The guy is, uh, basically studying, uh, bones Python on his dime, um, so you can check out Project Black Python. Uh, it's uh, uh, projectblackpython.org um, if you want to uh, go there and uh, show them some love and give them a donation of some sort. I know that uh, Owen and I will be working on uh, some shirt designs and stuff and try to raise some money. And also, I, I hope I can say this, but I was talking to... I'm, I'm just going to leave it vague. I was talking to, because I don't know if he wants me to tell, say it or not. But I was talking to a, a certain Australian, and we may be able to partner up with somebody that's doing carpet python research. Nice. And uh, we might be able to try to raise some money for for them to uh, to actually, that would be really badass if we could make that happen. Um to actually affect yeah. carpet pythons in the wild. Uh, so yeah. look forward for that. Um, the Southeast Carpet Fest shirts are live, and uh, the proceeds go to U.S. Arc. And uh, that is um, being held on February 8th in Florida at Cody and Pia Bartolini's place. Um, so if you are um, 
looking to uh, go have a good time and hang out with some awesome people, I would uh, recommend uh, checking that out. Um, stay tuned for more details as we get closer um, as far as the auction and all that kind of stuff. For myself, ebmorelia.com, and my email is eric at ebmorelia.com. I am not shipping anything, uh, so there's no point. But uh, over this break, I'm going to get caught up on a lot of stuff. And, uh, yeah, it should be good. So I'm looking forward to it. I want to say thank you to uh, all the guests that have come on uh, for 2019. I think that uh, we had an awesome season with awesome episodes. And uh, thank you guys for uh, sharing your time and your knowledge. And uh, to all the listeners out there, uh, thank you for supporting us for the past uh, eight years. Um, you know, it's been awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, we couldn't have done it without you guys. Uh, so everybody hopefully has a happy holiday and, uh, get ready for 2020. Go ahead, Owen. Take us out. All righty. So, uh, I have, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. You can also look up, uh, rogue reptiles on facebook.com and, uh, rogue underscore reptiles on Instagram. Like Eric said, I'm not shipping anything right now until probably after the first of the year, but you can still reserve or buy animals there. Uh, what we will say is uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll catch everybody back here next year for some more Morelia Python Radio. Uh, have a safe and happy holiday. Good night.